0: <laughs>
1: Look at my ass. Look at how big Hogan's ass is right here.
0: <laughs> oh, God, please. <geez. laughs> you could show a fucking movie. Like a- you could show No Holds Barred on that
2: shit. From Television City in Hollywood. The following the Exhibition requires discretionary viewer participation.
0: Another exciting edition of GFA Live. I am your host, Keith Quincy. And today, we move past the really big shoe of WrestleMania Five And move along to the days where you did not have the first show after WrestleMania have be the most annoying crowd ever. And part of the reason for that is this was taped before WrestleMania. So they're doing a little dance here where a little, little bit of backstage promos little bit of, uh, this is what happened after WrestleMania Five. Hogan Savage, whatever happened there. And we'll be seeing that in that particular segment. In fact, I think it's going to be right at the top of the show because they skip over full-blown Chamber of Commerce, Vince. So you're just going to have to look up what was at the El Paso Convention Center in April of 89. Not that that information would be readily available. Anyway, so... There's nobody I would rather have on this journey as we march towards, I don't know, I guess the summer of 1989 and watch this show, this April 8th, 1989 edition of Superstars with full commercials than my amigo, my compadre, my best friend in the whole world, a man who is the most pro-vegan carnivore I have ever seen in my life, Mr. Keithy Langston. How are you?
1: Vegan Keegan, there you have it, folks. Uh, yeah, no, he came in last night. Uh, we went to chaotic. Uh, we saw you, or at least I saw you in the background, and then, and then I slowly—it was great. Right as the, I had to really pee, like really, really bad, and I'm like running to go to the bathroom, and I see your. Cherubic like face in the audience, and I was so excited. But yeah, no, it was great. Yeah, we uh, so well, you know, the vegan Keegan deal with us is that yeah. we love him, and, and when he comes out, he comes right up to us. We're like, we're like the vegan corner, I guess you could say. You know, <laughs> I mean, we 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 wanted to call it the Keegan corner, but you know, when you're having two K's, it's, it's you're starting to get into dangerous territory there. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like watching Hogan spray paint NWO, you never know where he's gonna go when he puts that first in.
0: That's not good. Yeah, uh that was an interesting show in that I arrived at the intermission because yeah. because I went to the Boston University hockey game across town and then yes. and then walked over afterwards and uh well I'm not going to say that I snuck in but I was I was just sort of there. You know what I mean? Like I was kind of well,
1: standing by the you. door. I- yeah. Well, you came late enough that I feel like it's it's kind of like when you show up at like you know a late inning of a Red Sox game where you can kind of you know breeze your wool. You used to be able to. You can't anymore, but oh, you yeah. used to be able to breeze right in to Fenway back in the day. I would, and I asked you. I said, uh, "Oh, did you get in?" And you went, "Yeah." And I said, "Did you pay?" And you went, "Well, I'm going to give JT Dunn some money to uh you know increase his uh his <laughs> would you say increases his, his payout?" I was going to be like,
0: I was going to give him a ten and a five and be like divide this among the boys and add it to their payouts
3: <laughs>
0: then I realized that that would have been probably the most dickish thing that I could have done in that situation like yeah. uh, Pete, well, why don't you yeah, just keep your yeah. why don't you just keep your mouth shut and just uh, stand you, in the background here
1: you would have you would have seemed like you were uh you know a, 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 a promoter from like the 1980s like here, here you go, guys. Here's a nice crisp five. Why don't you split that amongst the boys, huh? Yeah,
0: I would have felt like Judge Smales and Caddyshack, like you take, you take this, and you tell Ty Webb, "I'm gunning for him." And then you see Danny throw it <laughs> down. It's like literally a quarter for like, <laughs> like a tip.
1: <laughs> uh, you tell Ty Webb, "I'm gutting for him."
0: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any Caddyshack drops, drops, do I? I used to do that on the old show. I think.
1: I think you just need the. You'll get nothing and like it. <laughs>
0: The, How about
1: a fresco?
0: <laughs> I don't think they hassled me because I think they even if they did notice me it was more like all right this dude arrived at like at the intermission right after the most exciting match on the show with the uh, the re- the return of Hollywood Mike Verna which I was mm-hmm. I was not expecting because uh, he had a he had a pretty serious injury that car accident oh, so yeah. I was yeah. I was gl- I, mean- I was glad to see him back that was nice.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I had been following his, I guess, rehabilitation, for lack of a better word, and just for those who don't know, he was driving across one of the, I don't know, one of the many bridges in New York, and he got T-boned, so it wasn't even like he was in, he caused any, he he was just driving, minding his own business, probably coming back from getting a coffee and a bagel with a schmear, and he gets like T-boned on the bridge, and then, like, pretty, yeah, like, I would say career-ending injury, you know, and yet he, he came back and he looked in good shape last night, you know. So much uh much love and respect for Hollywood Mike Ver. I mean, I miss seeing him on my television on the Magic Spoon commercials, but hopefully he'll show up soon in something else, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh I I think the fact that I mean he he's got a pretty big neck too cuz I think he suffered a neck injury there. Yeah. And I mean yeah. and, and that probably uh I would say He was all fucked up. Came came in handy. Uh that that's yeah. that's for sure, but uh, yeah, I, I I was over at the hockey game, and the hockey game was going really fast, and I was like, mm. oh, wow, I'm going to make it over there in plenty of time, and then the game slowed down because there was four goals scored, I think, in the last six or seven minutes, so okay, so I oh, hang wow. around till the <laughs> end. It takes me a little bit to get it, and as I'm walking to the venue, as I'm getting close, I can, like, hear the roar from inside, and I'm like increasing my speed to try and get there and then by the time i got to like the front door it it was all over
1: (laughs) yeah that they had it was it was civil war for chaotic it was the unit civil war so it was just like it was kind of like i would say a an eliminate well it wasn't it was i guess it was an elimination survivor series it was kind of like a war games but you could eliminate guys right away so it was and there was no cage or anything, but it was great because they had weapons and they had, you know, just uh, ridiculous amounts of uh, of carnage in the ring. And uh, one of the best one of the highlights of the match was uh, they had Ace Romero. Ace Romero was there and he was kind of on the on the second rope. Let's just say like he looked like he was climbing to the top rope, which I would highly advise against him. But yeah. then they uh, trigger the O.G. Uh, threw a trash can at his head and then he just fell backwards off of the ring onto uh, well they don't use tables but well. they have like the plywood doors and he went through the plywood doors and I was like oh, oh! <laughs> yeah so that was kind of a, that was a very interesting moment so I would say if anybody's out there check them out on Twitch chaotic wrestling because it's worth it like it really is like and if you have an Amazon prime account you get a free twitch. So, if you have Amazon Prime, use your free Twitch account. Use your free Twitch to watch Chaotic. It's probably it's I, as I said to Chase Del Monte, who's the owner slash booker. I said it's the Breaking Bad of independent wrestling because it just gets better and better and better every time I every show I go to. So,
0: you you are their foremost advocate and when When I got to the show last night, I was like, oh, God why don't I go to all of these in in Lowell like when they're when they're in Lowell because it's a pretty neat vent yeah it uh for for those of you in the audience, I mean you know hardly anybody knows Lowell, but you might know the Lowell Memorial Auditorium, you know, that place where Sean lost his smile in ninety seven yes or he lost yes. he lost it nearby in the woods somewhere uh, don't worry, dust, we're all still looking for it, but anyway um." <laughs> It's kind of the same in that it has this very close balcony, and mm-hmm. they actually charge more for the standing room in the balcony than they do on the lower level because I didn't go. I didn't go up there, but I was like, hmm, maybe next time uh, up on that balcony, uh, it's, it's a pretty cool view. You're almost, almost literally right over the ring, mm. and this is the venue with the giant ceiling fan over it too. Yeah. Which-
1: <laughs> that, that- when we went and we were like, God, it's hot in here one time. And then we were like, they should put that fan on. And then there was like a crowd of like, put on the fan, put on the fan. <laughs> and then that's what happened. They put the fan on. So, uh, and I would be remiss to say a uh, spoiler alert coming in, but, uh, Aaron Rourke, uh, the dying piece, evil gay, whatever you want to call him, he won the uh, chaotic wrestling champion heavyweight championship last night from Mecca Brian Johnson and I will tell you it was a it was a strap match and as you texted me earlier, one of the things that made you giggle was what
0: <laughs> oh well. When- when the strap was coming loose, or so the guy, the guys were like taking off the strap so that they could do more get damage, and the referee kept yelling at them, "Put the strap on! Put the strap on!" <laughs> and he kept he kept saying "strap on" over and over again. It's <laughs> yeah. like, all right, all right, yeah, please stop saying "strap on" so much. You're you're kind of taking me out of this and thinking that it's. D- uh- D-
1: well, I mean, but it's very apropos for uh, the competitors in the match. So, uh, you know, we'll just leave it there. But uh, yeah, no, that was great. I mean, there was one point where Aaron Rook did like a moon salt off the top rope onto the arena floor, and he he hit his leg. Oh on my the god! Barricade. Okay, yeah,
0: he slammed his leg on top oh. on top of the barricade, and I thought to myself, "Holy shit, he might have broken his leg on that." He was fine, yeah. but oh yeah. my god, that, that that felt like a close. Well, call. he
1: has like he has like kick pads on his on yeah. his shins. And, and my buddy Steve said that must have been what saved him because it was uh, it was it was gross. Like he hit that and it was loud. And I went and I just went, oh, and I put my hands over my face and I was like, oh, my God, no. So, yeah, but it was it was great. The ending was great, too, because he he used the uh, yap pie strap. It wasn't a yappa pie He used <laughs> the uh, strap to, like, tie up Mecca, Brian Johnson and like kind of use it as a uh, almost it looked like it was a an STF. Yeah, and so he was. Yeah, and it was it was great because then Mecca just kind of gave up. Like he had the strap like in his mouth, and he was like, ah, yeah, and then he gave up. It was it was very good, very good ending to it. Excellent show. That uh, the, the I, I like you said, I'm the number one promoter. I love I love chaotic. I think it's I, like I said, it's the best. I think, and this is you know this is a controversial statement because I know everybody loves GCW, but I'm gonna take GCW out of the independent and almost put them as like. I, I would say, like, maybe minor league. Like, if you're going to look at – if you look at baseball as wrestling as baseball, like, obviously, like, WWE, AEW, even Ring of Honor are probably, like, the pros. Uh, Impact's probably still a pro. But then I would say GCW is your AAA affiliate. And then I would say that, like, the independent leagues like this is – like, Chaotic's definitely double A if not single A. And I would say that they're the best – they're the best minor league independent federation out there. I think, at least that's how I feel. Right.
0: Uh, and by the way, if Aaron Rook is uh, listening to this show, um, and, and I, I assume that he's not, but if he is, please don't do that moonsault ever again because I yeah, do not, no. I do not want to see a man's career end. Uh, unless right.
1: it's unless it's into a group of like five people who are definitely going to catch you. And I was trying to think. I was like, did he overshoot it or did? was Brian Johnson not in play cuz it was it had no. to be like it would be considered no, I mean it,
0: it, for anybody who goes to these shows you know that there's not they're not going to leave a ton of room on the outside. Why is that? No. Because they need they need space cuz they've sold seats. You want to leave room for like the merch tables and yeah. and and everything like that. So um, Dangerous move yeah.
1: paid off though. Thankfully he's okay. I'm sure he's a little sore today. He probably has a black and blue black and blue on yeah, I said the right. Black and blue bruise on his shin, but he's doing all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to him on the Twitter today, and I'm gonna say, hey, Aaron, I just want to make sure your uh, your legs are okay.
0: Oh, Twitter. That would be okay. Uh, uh you, well, you yeah. you you mean you mean X? Uh, yeah. It's not like writing a letter to Steve Kern, which is like a two year process. That that that's like <laughs> that's like building a fucking parking garage. Writing a letter to Kern. but but sending Aaron Rourke a note on on Twitter, the artist formerly known as Twitter. You can do that right away. Uh, well, listen, yeah. I,
1: I've gone through several drafts of my letter to Steve Kern. I'm trying to take out all the snarkiness that makes me sound like a douchebag.
3: You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you, you you, really need an editor. Uh, one, one place where we definitely are not going to see moonsaults into guardrails, although I remember Terry Funk doing it on Raw in 98 against Mark Henry, is yeah. uh, 1989 World Wrestling Federation action. Because if the Blue Blazer wasn't doing that, then uh, nobody was fucking doing that shit. You know what I mean? That's right. So, and we're now in that post-WrestleMania period where we're going to start seeing some new stuff here. So, so we're going to have to develop some new bits. I mean, how are we going to work in the Andre Ronnie Garvin shit when he's working with Valentine all the time?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure we could find a way. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm... uh I'm I'm looking forward to the two weeks of Garvin Valentine Matt. I know one of them is like super short. I I mean I think both. Mm-hmm. both. Neither one of them is really that long, but uh, looking forward to it. So, uh, gonna hit play. We're back at the Grand Canyon,
3: <laughs>
0: and we got a video with full commercials, as I mentioned. So this is gonna this is gonna be fun here. So we kick off yeah. kick off the post WrestleMania Five era.
3: I'm world? excited
0: for
1: it. What? Are you excited?
0: I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. <laughs> That's right. And they go right into the opening theme. There's no, uh, no Vince and Jesse, but there is Bundy. Nope.
1: And there is Bundy.
0: <laughs> yep. We only got a few weeks of him left. Got to enjoy him now.
1: <laughs> I, you would think that they would have done a new intro, like with the first post-WrestleMania show. Nope.
0: There might not have been enough time, but it it took him a month for sure. Yeah. And we go to Jesse and Vince in front of the green screen there. Um
1: mm-hmm. Je- Jesse looks a little a little upset. So he must have been told that Hogan was winning the title.
0: Jesse is not uh, going to do anything here. It's just Vince throwing it to the to the package that they're going to do.
1: Oh good. Oh, okay. To the superstars of wrestling, I'm
2: Vince van along with Jesse DiBonti Ventura, and right now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take you back to the events of last Sunday afternoon at WrestleMania Five. We will show you highlights of the mega powers exploding. We will pick it up as the challenger, Hulk Hogan makes his way to the.
0: So this is going to be stuff that we covered last week. Jesse mm-hmm. Jesse doesn't change his facial expression. That is very different from how Bobby Heenan probably would have handled it. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. I do want to point out that Jesse's right arm was like exposed because of the way he was standing, and his 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 uh, you know pythons were were, were out, and it looks pretty pretty big. And he was also wearing a solar system t-shirt, well, uh, including including I'm sure Pluto, which is now not no longer a planet. So,
0: well, remember the a lot of guys were pretty yoked around this time. I don't know what Jesse's whole steroid. He probably. I would imagine that he tried to stay away from it just because of his other health issues. Mm. So, uh, but he
1: was an actor, and as you know, actors don't care because they're not—you know—they're yeah. not doing a lot as far as physicality. So he was probably okay with taking the steroids.
0: We're—we're in. This is just sort of a clip show here, where we're going to just see like the best of the Hogan and Savage thing, and Savage is going to hide behind Elizabeth right now. And Hogan's got to do the thing where he turns to Donald Trump and says, can you believe this shit? Um, which he does after the match, too, which I didn't notice as we were watching it last week, but it's clearly who he turns to. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like, too, how halfway through, I think it was halfway through the match, the uh, the ring curtain kind of comes apart, and then it exposes the underneath of the ring. I believe if you look closely enough, you could see Hornswoggle. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Was Hornswoggle even born? Well, yeah, he must have been born at this point because if he's there in '07, he was definitely eighteen. Yeah, this wasn't a Louis Spicoli yeah. situation.
1: He, he he wasn't mass transit.
0: Yeah. Hogan Hogan bleeding on Saturday morning TV. Here, that's a uh, an interesting thing. We we haven't seen blood on the weekly shows since Duggan with the uh, angle with Andre, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, oh, wait, that's, well, you could say Beefcake with Ron Bass, but they put the big red X up, so you couldn't really yes. see it.
1: I was going to just mention Beefcake, but then I was like, was that before or after Andre and Duggan? Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know why, see, again, going back to this match, I don't know why Savage was, Liz really did kind of play it very 50-50. And and in fact I feel like the first person she goes to check on is Savage. Yeah. So I don't know why I don't know why he had this big thing with Sav with Liz. I mean, again, he always said Hogan lusted after Liz, never that it was reciprocal.
0: He because he was a super paranoid guy and a super paranoid character as well. Sometimes it gets lost, you know, where one begins and the other ends. Yeah. But I, I I think it just kind of kind of feeds into that. Also, it's it's a very heelish move to tri- done to keep dudes like you from cheering him on when you know you got it in for Hogan for oh, for, for reasons that are legitimate, as we've gone over.
1: Hogan saying he's a three time champ, even though. <laughs> well, you know the thing is, I don't think anybody remembers the phantom title loss he had to. Uh, you know, uh, to, to giant Baba in Japan back in 1985. No,
0: I thought he was referring to when he and Orndorf hit the, uh, the thing at the same time in the cage match on Saturday's night's mid event, which led to one of the great announcer quotes ever, which was Mr. Wonderful would be the world ship if he was bald. <laughs> so now, now, now we're, now we're back to original content here. And, uh, now, let's think of this from a kayfabe perspective. If you're Elizabeth, mm-hmm. you probably really don't want to talk to anybody. So as a journalist in kayfabe, and Gene looks pretty good wrangling this interview here with Elizabeth after the match.
1: I would agree, except that we know that Gene was probably sitting underneath her bed in the uh, or her her couch in the dressing room waiting for her to come back in. Oh, he's like Jean but, was in the closet.
0: He's like Belushi in Animal House under the stands with the yeah. uh, with the cheerleaders. Yes. Yeah,
1: <laughs> or or Phil Leotardo sitting in the closet waiting for Vito to come in. <laughs> well, <laughs> well,
0: that was just him making the dramatic entrance and. Uh, but also the connotation of Phil coming out of the closet there is, I, uh, is, is fantastic.
1: I love that I love that the most dramatic entrance in all of the Sopranos is by Philiotano. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, they are in the uh, Rick Martell memorial uh interview area. He's not fucking dead. I know, but his baby face uh days kind of are after he got rid of that looser uh Tito. <laughs> Who we're actually going to see on the Superstars this week? So he he's he's in the yeah. first match. So so yeah, Elizabeth is going to just give an uncomfortable interview, but somebody's going to swoop in and save the day.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, mm-hmm. not save the mm-hmm. day for her. Thank Christ. But, well, oh, th- oh, this is fun because this is where Sherry really, really starts to mix it up with Elizabeth for the first mm-hmm. time. Because I mean, the Peggy's. I'm not going to count the Peggy Sue stuff. No. That, that, that doesn't count. E- even if they were very briefly in 87 saying, come on, that's Sensational Sherry under there. Stop, stop fucking insulting my intelligence. We all know who that is, all right? Come on, huh? Exactly.
1: But well, but the bigger thing, I think, about that was, you're right. It wasn't really... It wasn't supposed to be. like. It's not Sensational yeah. Sherry in the way that this is Sensational yeah. Sherry.
0: So. In, in this mm-hmm. Sherry Liz thing... It's going to go right up to WrestleMania 7. It's a two-year arc with mm. with Elizabeth, you know, going away for a while which uh, you know, was probably probably for the best. In the
2: arena, we have just seen a new World Wrestling Federation champion crowd. He is Hulk Hogan. Elizabeth, the relationship you had with the Macho Man Randy Savage and new champion Hulk I do Hogan. want to say I love I, I love Liz's dress.
1: This had to
0: be one of the most
2: it is a nice dress, yeah. Of your entire yeah. life. What are you thinking about?
4: Sherry! Ah! What do you think, Miss Elizabeth? Your mega powers exploded right in your face tonight, didn't they? Well, let me tell you something. In my opinion, this man didn't win that match.
0: <laughs> She's talking about stuff exploding in Elizabeth's face, and it wasn't Jack Tunney for once.
1: Ah, <laughs> <I won. laughs> uh, Jesus. Now. You had that locked in a little I, since this
0: morning. I know. And the the best part about this is like Sherry's got really no dog in this. So this kind of tells me that there was a pre existing ar- arrangement, which goes back to my whole Oh God, if she could have gotten involved in the match at Ringside and been the reason why Elizabeth mm. got ejected. But I, I mm. think I, I again I think they wanted to put the heat on Savage there rather than put the heat on Sherry. There's plenty of time to put yeah. the heat on her. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: After the fact. Because, I mean, I would say that between now and WrestleMania 7, all the heat that Savage gets is off, is from Sherry.
0: <laughs> you know, Sherry, her relationship with Savage, like, I, I kind of – I don't know if that's really been examined enough, and I think part of the problem is that, you know, Mach has been dead now for since 2011, and Sherry died in 2000, and Liz has been dead since 2003 like they were di- yeah. dying every 4 years like there were a fucking olympic games but anyway uh like savage must have really trusted sherry a lot and and had a great deal of respect for her to for her to get that spot and uh and oh, sh- sure. and sherry's going to be going to be earning her stripes these next couple months and uh i just want you to keep it in your pants even though this isn't an audio podcast i'm just simply going to ask you to
1: <laughs> not engage
0: in any Masturbatory what? Exactly how,
1: yeah. how dare you <laughs> I can control myself
0: uh, uh, Okay, uh, good oh,
1: oh, 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 sorry
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: What do we have here? What do we have here? Oh, I'll tell you what we have here, Miss Elizabeth Yeah, what we have here Is the only reason You're not the World Wrestling Federation champion At this time Yes, yes, no True, right there, yeah. I just said it the way it was, yeah. And you know the reason that I am not the champion right now, Miss Elizabeth? Because you distracted me. Yeah, you did. No, you distracted me! Yeah, you did. You distracted me, didn't you, Miss Elizabeth? And well, I am the rural wrestling Federation champion. You know, I should be.
1: And you no up right there. Wait, pauses for a second. You know what I love? You know what's going on right now in the background?
0: What beefcake wants to run into frame again?
1: No, no. Hulk Hogan's doing a lot of grandstanding and hot dog <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, he's over there at the grill. He's kind of turn. He's turning the wieners over there. He's about to put the buns on to toast a little bit. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> he's doing a lot of grandstanding and hot dogging. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whenever he says hot dogging, like the first thing that comes to mind is like the the old Deion Sanders stuff in the NFL when he would like high step into the end zone from like the 40 fucking yard line
1: I mean would you be surprised if you if they go back and you catch a video of like Hogan leaving the arena at 5 and he's doing that high he's he's two stepping over the, like he's doing he's not walking up step by step he two stepping
0: oh i'm pretty sure he had like the whole fucking Rutgers University marching band there to, to lead, lead him out of there.
1: It was it was like that video from uh, Fleetwood Max Tusk, where they they got like the USC
0: bands. Oh yeah, that's right. They 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 did that at Dodger Stadium, I think, too. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, it's funny. Hey,
4: no, yeah, please, no, please, nothing. you, you shouldn't have done that, Miss Elizabeth. You shouldn't have done that. you're hurting. I'm hurting, it a boy. I'm hurting too. I'm hurting too.
0: Now, this this becomes much more difficult for the savage uh, fans to defend here. I mean, he's he's basically yeah, he's he's fucking strong, Amner. And a lot mm-hmm. uh, sometimes this gets lost in 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 the whole thing. Uh,
1: the a- anals of time, yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, H- Hogan Hogan's hot dogs are about to come off the grill now. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah, <here> we go. <laughs> time to put
0: some mustard and ketchup on it.
4: What? Mm-hmm. I'll make sure that Miss Elizabeth and that pretty face doesn't mess with my mantis anymore. Ooh. Please, man. Are you Are gonna right? do that
0: right now! They had to do this though, because remember, she's like, "I will support both men for Christ's sakes." Afterwards, I and, just and and, and you got to find you got to find a way to be like Savage, like, "No, fuck you. You're not coming with me no more."
1: I love how I love how Savage always does the thing where he turns around. <laughs> Keeps like John. Like he did it with Hogan in the in the medical center tent. He does it here. He does it like in 91, 92 with the Jake shit, all that he just turns and he's like, you <laughs> it's, like
0: it's actually a perfect just... thing because if he's just kinda of standing there that is a little bit awkward that can be a little bit awkward. Yeah. So it's a nice tick yeah. that that he kinda of adds in.
4: I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to do it right now. It right hey, now. Man. Liz, are you all right? Are you all right now? Oh. Oh. Go do it. <laughs> uh, um, can we watch that again, go back. I want to do it again. Uh,
0: now, this is like, no, no, no. This is like Buckwheat getting shot. Savage and Sherry uh, in tandem. Um, so, so, so Hogan – Savage is about to hit Liz. Hogan comes in to make the save. Then – then Sherry comes back in, grabs Hogan's by his hair from behind. Savage takes a chair, hits him in the gut with it. And, mm-hmm. Oh, it's 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 pretty good stuff. I mean, chef's kiss. Yeah. It, it,
1: it, did I hear correctly? Did he call her Miss Elizabeth? Yep. Like, yes, he did. Are you are right, Miss Elizabeth. Like, yes. Can we drop the, the New York Times? Uh, <laughs> what do you call it, the New York Times? Like. Info guide or whatever. You,
0: you, what is it? No, they gotta call people by their full name, and Hogan abided by that.
1: Yeah.
0: Unless, of course, they're Biggie Langston, in which case we're just gonna drop the last name because it's pointless, well, right? He,
1: <laughs> he, she, then he should have called her Miss, Ms. Elizabeth Macho is what he should have called. Her. Oh,
0: is she she Ms Elizabeth. Is it Ms. Period? Yeah. I
1: thought it was. I thought it was always Ms. Elizabeth Macho. Maybe <laughs> I'm wrong.
0: That might have been after '91. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs>
4: Liz, are you all
0: right? No, he just says Liz.
1: Oh, he goes, all right, he says Liz. I thought he's told her Mr. Liz. Wow,
0: a okay. L- little formal layer, which is Liz. Is <laughs> Look
1: at my ass. Look at how big Hogan's ass is right here.
0: Oh, God, please. <laughs> you could show a fucking movie. Like his- you could show No Holds Barred on that shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's the size of Rikishi's ass. Yeah,
0: and now Hogan is going to give her the stink face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which he's been known to do from time to time, right?
0: Please. <laughs> only of, only upon request.
4: Yes. Oh, right. oh.
0: Now, now here's, here's Sherry, who, by the way, moves around pretty fucking good in high heels.
4: Yes. I mean, she that, does. That, that's,
0: no, that's no joke. I mean.
1: Sherry. Sure. Sherry moves around in high heels as good as uh, Ron DeSantis.
0: <laughs> well, oh well, yeah, that that was, yeah, he did have the Bono lifts going on there, and uh, it, it it was unfortunate. Yeah.
1: That's a that's, that's
4: that's that's. Oh yes. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh you <laughs> you man? I'm gonna destroy you! are so
1: look at him, still hulking up. H- Hogan he gets hit. Uh, yeah. He gets cracked in the sternum with a steel chair and he's like, Oh god, macho man.
0: Savage just started to like throw down the belt, but I don't think he was necessarily trying to destroy it or anything. Because they no, were gonna keep the winged gone. eagle for years and years.
3: Yeah. Oh rascals. Yeah, we're in
0: the commercial break now. So we'll 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 stop and comment as as we see fit. I I never bought rascals as candy. Did you?
1: Barb and I never liked Rascal. <laughs> Barb and I were always bigger fans of Skittles.
0: <laughs> the teeth killers, Skittles. but I, 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 Barb
1: and I, Barb and I wanted Tommy Lasorda to come in and do a spot with us, <laughs> but he never really wanted to.
0: I think the Warlord and Barbarian would have been great uh, spokesmen for Roll Aids. Yes. <laughs> By the way, Barbarian's on the show in a singles role, which is kind of awkward. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I never minded when Barb would go off on his own. He he was a special talent, that's for sure.
1: Barb and I always Barb and I were okay with going on sales runs for a little while, you know. And uh, Barb and I always we also we always get confused whenever Fuji would end uh, promos with "Let me tell you."
0: <laughs> you know what we've You know what we've lost. I mean, we've lost a lot of things as a society. Over the years, yeah. But one we thing, sure have. one thing we definitely lost is managers who come out and argue and turn their hat around so that they could get in the guy's mm. face.
5: Baseball, baseball, baseball. Because
0: like you don't see the arguments no more because you got replay, so it becomes a, a moop point a lot of the time.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Unless yeah, of course a you're moop? At, well, a moop point. Unless of course Aaron Boone, who gets ejected fucking seventy nine times a year, because uh, God God forbid a call go against the New York Yankees, who only received every call from nineteen twenty five through two thousand three, like consecutively. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I don't know why I picked
1: nineteen twenty five. I don't know. I do wrong with
0: you. It's kind of a yeah. So Lasorda, this is the ad where Lasorda turns his hat sideways to yell at the ump. Yes.
2: too much for Tommy Lasorda. He reaches for rulings. Nothing works better for acid indigestion. And why should a heartburn take the fun out of the game? Relief. You know how to spell it?
0: It's so refreshing to see a Dodgers manager who doesn't pull his starting pitcher in the 5th inning every fucking time.
1: <laughs> I just want to go on record and say that this year Aaron Aaron Boone got tossed 80 times. <laughs> Because those were the eighty losses that the Yankees had. They went eighty two and eighty.
0: Yeah, although I will be fair to him, they did seem to have Angel Hernandez an awful lot uh relative to other teams as a home plate umpire. <laughs> I think he was a played umpire for like four Yankee games and he only worked like two months of the season.
1: Do you know that if you flipped the Red Sox record this year, I would have won my yeah. uh win my wins band bet?
0: Yeah, I know.
1: Fucking Red Sox.
0: Oh, we're back with the 900 numbers, and it's Bobby Brown.
1: Oh. That's our
0: guy. That's a Boston guy.
1: It's only $2 the
2: first minute, 45 cents each additional now. That's our then, word. I'm waiting, lady. Don't break my heart. Call now. Children, get your parents' permission. Don't break
1: my heart. Oh, nice. I want to know what what was Bobby Brown talking about on, this, on, that, on that call?
0: Uh, I think he was talking about race relations in the city of Boston. Uh, that well, would that know. would that would keep people on the line because he would have a lot to say about that I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. Just, justifiably so. And uh and I'm just going to leave it at that because there's a lot more that can be said about uh the mm-hmm. the in 1989 it was uh, particularly bad. Well.
1: Yeah, Bobby Brown was cool though. I liked uh Ooh. was what's the, what the band they were in?
0: Uh New Edition. New Edition? Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, she is. Yeah, we got the. I was watching a little bit of Married with Children on on Logo the other day, and it was an early, it was an early episode because because Steve was there, and this is before Steve left as well. So,
1: do you think that Steve and their names were Rhodes? Was that? Because I mean, we know that those guys were fans of wrestling. Yeah, you think he was named Steve Rose because of Dusty?
0: They they were named Rhodes because of Dusty, and the Bundys were named because of King Kong Bundy. Yeah, that mm. that is that is a confirmed fact. And uh, I don't I don't know if they worked in any other any other guys, but
1: no, because then it was Darcy. But that was just because it were, her name would have been Marcy Darcy.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know. I I used to like Je- when I when Jefferson first joined the show. I was watching, it, you know, every every Sunday at that point. And then then after a while, I started to not enjoy the show after the after the no ma'am stuff because then it just became fucking what it it, it, was, it was what it was by then. And but I liked Jefferson yeah. better at that time because I I don't think I realized that Steve as a character was a. It's a lot better. He, he he, resonates with me more as an adult than he did when I was, like, in middle school. I'll put it that way.
3: Sure.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Um, Jefferson, it's like, oh, it's the cool guy from Revenge of the Nerds.
1: <laughs> hey, I just want to go back real quickly because when we saw that Bobby Brown commercial and Bobby Brown being a Boston-based you know? Uh, performer. Uh, Brandon from New Jersey uh, was very surprised to hear that Toucher and Rich are no longer going to be working on the 98.5, the sports hub. And I I just wanted to know if you had anything to say about that. I don't know if you listen to I don't know if you listen to sports radio in the morning um, on those days that you drive into work. Uh, Uh, I don't think so, because I don't think you really drive in. right? uh, Don't you like take the train?
0: Yeah, well, I take the train and usually I'll I'll catch a podcast of of the show on Nesson called follow the money, which is nationally syndicated. Uh, That's that said, I mean, toucher and rich. They, I, I actually respect them a lot because back in like 2007, when they were still on Mm -hmm. WBCN, the rock of Boston, uh, Mm one Oh four one, they would actually talk about hockey and nobody gave a shit about hockey. So they, they kind of resonated with, with my people uh <laughs> the hockey people and uh event- eventually you know it started to filter into you know other shows more but i remember that they were there first now more recently apparently these two dudes who were longtime longtime you know friends and partners had a falling out which i can assure you i know nothing about that okay I, like i know i know nothing of about a similar a similar situation of any kind but what What I can tell you is, all right, Fred Toucher had issues with his voice, and he had substance Mm -hmm. abuse issues
1: too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And yet he's the one that they signed to the long-term contract. I'm like, well, anytime you have a chance to uh, sign somebody to a long-term deal who's just completely fucking unreliable and uh, is having health problems, you got to do it and then ditch the other guy. But again, again, I don't know the internal workings of that radio station. So,
1: yeah. No. We don't have an inn in that radio station like we have an inn in certain other places in Boston.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, so back to Married with Children here.
3: Marcy's uh-huh.
2: house is robbed, and we mean Rob Gone. Like my hopes, my dreams, my future. <laughs> so, guess who's moving in with Peg and Al? Don't you guys have a home? But will Steve and Marcy be able to brave the Bundy bedroom?
4: How can he get that smell with only ten toes? It's an
2: all-new Married with Children Sunday at eight thirty on Fox (laughs) Five.
1: Now, I like the uh, I like the logo they had there because they they had the gag on the commercial about Al's
0: feet. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then they show they show sets of feet in the bed, and one of the sets of feet has the green lines. Oh, the stink lines (laughs) and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, here's Chico, and he's got his new music.
0: Well, he's had it for a couple months.
1: I know, but you know, he's got it because... Oh, there's your boy, Jose Estrada. Yeah, half
0: of the conquistadors, if memory serves.
3: You might say a Latin matchup, right,
0: McMahon? <laughs> oh, Jesus Jesse. Well, they, they... now the mat the match starts out with a crisscross, which is one of the big mm-hmm. spots from WrestleMania six. So the road to WrestleMania six started with a crisscross. <laughs> Make you jump, jump <laughs> Yep And uh, I and
1: Tito, Tito, Tito was giving notes to Warrior and Hogan <laughs>
0: Yeah, he, he drew up the whole match From soup to nuts Including the Hogan weird fucking knee injury thing
1: You know, I gotta be honest This error of I, I, I just I noticed this back when I was Watching wrestling when I was younger Yeah But I'm gonna say it again Tito Santana's hair Makes him look like a female like, yeah it it, it is, is very full
0: yeah it is very full
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we're going to get an inside promo from Ricky Martel which again this would be his second heel promo a uh, a reading from the se- the second letter of the heel martel glory to you lord mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah he's um yeah you can see he's got a slightly angrier look on his face the, the book the book of the losers let's see uh, the 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 book of rick <laughs> the Book of Dick. Dickie Martell.
5: <laughs> Tito Santana, I
2: just got tired of tearing you around. You see, I don't want to be associated with you anymore. You're nothing but a loser. And there was never, ever any doubt in my mind that I was the real force behind Strike Force.
0: So I guess that yeah. means Tito was just Strike and he was Force. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we fucking resolved that finally.
1: Uh, so just like demolition, we have Rick, Force Martell, Tito, Strike Santana.
0: <laughs> they all have full legal names. <laughs>
1: World Wrestling Federation event of the
2: Big Apple on Monday night, April twenty fourth. And as you saw a few moments ago, indeed Hulk Hogan once again reigns supreme as the World Wrestling Federation champion on the twenty fourth of April in the Garden. Here comes the Macho Man. Randy
0: Savage, right after him I, I have good news for you. The event center promos are for MSG as well.
1: He, he goes. Here comes the Macho Man. <laughs> That sounds like, sounds like the new Broadway musical. Yeah. Here comes the Macho Man. When I come and see you, Hulk Hogan, uh, with my championship belt, uh, I'm going to show the world <laughs> that I'm going to beat you and take back my World Wrestling Federation championship belt. Yeah.
0: That's something we should work on, an off-Broadway musical based on the Mega Powers breakup. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we could somehow
0: work in the powers of pain. Somehow, somehow. I, I don't know how, but uh,
1: we'll do it. We'll figure it out.
0: Yeah. We also have to include Tito Santana's music in in some way, yes. shape, or form.
4: Yes. Not knowing Martel can speak Spanish, how do you know what went on in that ring exactly,
2: McMahon? Exactly. there I could don't. be
4: more to this story than what you know.
2: Yes, I'll grant you that, but through the weeks we
0: certainly will find out, hopefully, all of the stories. Through the weeks, these guys are still going to be going at it in the Royal Rumble like three, four years from now.
1: Seriously. Hey, do you know when this was filmed?
0: The middle of March. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, hmm. so Tito is still well within his rights to be wearing that gear. The, the actual yeah, strike force gear.
1: So, they don't when was Hogan's, like, first television appearance as the champion?
0: Uh, You mean, like, on air? Like, not an event center promo?
1: Yeah. I'm sure he's we're good. Like, I'm sure we're like good. Like the, we're like, No, no, no. But, like, what was the first? All right, so we had two title changes at Mania. We had Warrior right. losing to Rude. We had Savage losing to Hogan. So if they film these, these sets of shows... When did they, cause that's a bit, cause it's not like, it's not like you could do like the tag titles, like they lose the tag titles at the beginning of the match. And then, you know, at the beginning of the show, and then they win them back at the end of the show so that you can have like the tag champs come out. Like this would have been almost too big of a thing for them to say like, all right. You know Hogan loses the title, or Savage loses the title to Hogan. Right. Hogan comes out now, and he's like, blah, 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 and then Savage wins it back. So, like, when did they film? Like, when was Hogan and like Rude's first appearances as champions on, on like a show that would have been taped?
0: Okay, there. there you know. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a history here of of how they've done things, and they actually changed it for 1989 because yeah, between WrestleManias two, three, and four. They were taping a couple of weeks, at least two to three weeks of TV to air after WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, so, you know, necessarily you wouldn't see. I mean, you had a title change with, with Steamboat at, at three, but I don't think they taped the TV until about the middle of April, something like that. hmm
3: mm-hmm. And
0: here they had changed things up now because after after four the the first superstars after four is the Doug and Andre angle and it was taped like a week or two before mania and then I think they had another yeah. week so it's a little bit harder to do like those those belt switches but it was it was fairly limited you, you just don't put them on you just don't put them in front of an audience here they in 89 they had started doing a fresh set of tapings 2 days after mania okay so april 4th and then they did the challenge taping the next day and uh on on this they you know they have savage versus warrior but obviously that's a dark match so they're not going to not going to give that away but yeah um oh well uh, okay well shut my mouth here for a second we, we apparently still have another week of tapings from El Paso. So, ne- ne- nevertheless, they at least tape stuff right after Mania here.
1: Oh, okay. So, we were getting, like, we had, like, one more week where, and you could do one more week. Like, they didn't need to bring Hogan out for an interview with Mean Gene as the champion this week. Yeah. You can have that wait to next week. Yeah. Because this week they could fill it with, like, the, the post-match stuff, which we saw, like, the post-match scrum stuff. Which is what they played, so that works, because you're not going to give the crowd at El Paso knowledge no. that Hogan beat Savage, no. you can't.
0: No, you're, you're okay. going to see a lot of backstage stuff, a lot of, uh, let's go now to, uh, we're going to hear from mm. DiBiase later, and he's going shit, to yeah. shit talk Jake after, after yeah. that whole angle, and it's stuff you can't do in front of an audience, but you can do it backstage, and now you can see right. the flying tile as they do the effect here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're gonna see one of our favorites re-enter the picture. Cock. Yes. Oh, oh. And, not, and not the Red Rooster. That's right. That you know the th- real cock. This the genius. The genius of the genius is that this drop cock. is gonna get overworked now between him and, and the Red Rooster cock. going forward. This is going to be a lot of a lot of cock here. Cock. This is going to be like yeah. this is going to be like the Houston Five Hundred. Uh, by the this, By the way, if you're going to look that up, uh, use incognito mode. I recommend that for. It's
1: going to be this. There's going to be so much cock. It's going to going to look like that new that most recent uh, sex scandal that broke in the town of Watertown. Cock.
0: Oh, oh yes, where you live, where apparently there were brothels just operating under your nose. <laughs> I heard that you. I heard that you ratted them out because they didn't kick. They didn't kick uh, money up to you. How, how dare you? There's two things. Listen. You, there's two
1: things. You went and hassled I, Eli.
2: How dare you in my own home?
1: There's two things I've learned in my life: never rat on my friends, and always keep my mouth shut.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know they, they 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 appro they approached Brian about whether he wanted to rent out one of the rooms to make that part of a brothel, and uh, Br- Brian said uh, he he wasn't so crazy about it.
1: No! Listen, I may be look, I may be a pussy, but I'm not big pussy bump and Sarah. I'm no rat.
0: Not in the face. Let me keep my eyes. All right.
1: Let me keep my eyes. So. <laughs> you give you give me that. Yeah. <laughs> so the- like I love the fact that they're gonna kill. He knows they're going to kill them. He says, not in the face. What, what? What? So that you can have an open casket? They're going to bury you at sea, pussy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he didn't really. You know what? I, I'm going to give him a pass on that one because w- when three dudes are pointing guns at you on a boat, yeah, you don't you're, prob- you're probably not thinking clearly. That's true. Uh, one guy who definitely always thinks clearly, though, is is the, is the genius. And um, Yes. And and yeah, this started before Mania. The, the the little bit of history here is he came out at the March MSG show and just was like and read like a pro Savage anti Hogan poem, and it was like, mm. huh, okay, yeah. So that that's how yeah it, that we, we yeah. watched
1: that we saw that didn't we?
0: Uh, I don't know if we saw that on like a best of or whatever, but
1: I, I think it was a best of, yeah. But that's awesome. I love that.
0: But now now. We're going to get the, like these little vignettes because this is establishing an, an entirely new character, mm-hmm. which they clearly gave to him. It's like, oh, goddamn, pal, you're pretty smart. You wrote those poems. Why don't you're a fucking genius? Ha! That's a great name right there.
1: Goddamn, pal. I've heard you could blow yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty smart.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, oh. Has anybody ever brought that up before?
1: <laughs> I do like I do like that I do at least I will say one thing for Hogan at least he stayed in the family like he was working with Savage, and then he went right to the genius. So he was he was all about making 1989 the year of the Poffo family. So that's that's at least one positive. Well, thing in, I
0: in, in, right Zeus, in Zeus, who's a Poffo affiliate, as, the, as yes, they as they as they own several weeks of timeshare in in Zeus along with uh, Mister DiBiase.
5: Yeah, that's right.
0: So let's let's hear from Lanny and see. Uh...
3: <laughs>
0: You're laughing already. Cock. I mean, what a what a comic this guy is. He he can make you laugh just by just by his appearance.
4: Cock. I am the genius Lanny Potho. That means an awful lot. Not only can I prove I am, but you can't prove I'm not. I speak eleven languages. Escuchen por favor. Santana comes from Mexico. Yo hablo más mejor. The French I speak is magnifique. They told me in Paris. My Italian's molto bene. I learned when I was three. I speak Latin, Greek and Russian, Hebrew and Portuguese. I speak Swedish and Norwegian, and I'm learning Japanese. Aside from my intelligence, I'm cunning as a rat, and I shall put these attributes to use upon the mat. I remind the competition and every wrestling fan, behold, the genius Lanny Poffo, the world's smartest
2: man.
1: As far as I'm All right.
4: About,
2: there's not enough Pepto-Bismol in, in the world in the to prevent the nausea this man way. has just created. You know, I personally look
4: at it a different way. Lanny Poffo is now showing me a spark of a new Lanny Poffo. I like that.
0: <laughs> new Lanny Poffo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. And wait till we see what he's got in store for us.
3: <laughs>
1: hey, look at that. Former uh, former competitor in Ding, right?
0: Yeah, Scott Casey, one of the. Uh, the Scott Casey and Omar Atlas. This is a uh, formidable team, Jess. <laughs> I should probably hit play. Scott Casey! Gigolo Scott Casey. There he is. It, and it's uh, the Brain Busters. Did you drop your microphone again?
1: No, I'm here. Oh,
0: okay, I thought I, th- I heard a weird oh. noise.
1: No. I'm sorry. The
0: Brainbusters bowling team. <laughs> what
1: jackets? What, that's a beautiful jacket. Yeah. What, I, what I would like to see, though, uh, is I'd like to – it is weird that they do, still don't have – I mean, I know they never had music, yeah. but it's weird that they don't have any music because when you announce the jobber team and then you announce this other team coming down, it's just weird that they're coming down and no music.
0: <laughs> that That is true. It's the jacket Yes. Um the uh, so right now they are now going to be put in a feud with the Bushwhackers, which I find a little, stra- that is a little really unfortunate. Well, it's a it's a little strange in that the Bushwhackers are still pretty new, but I think the thought process is we can have them go over the Brainbuster. Uh, we can have the Brainbusters go over the Bushwhackers and not hurt the Bushwhackers too much. You know what I mean?
1: No, because if anything, the but I felt like at this point. And pretty much the entire time they're there, the Bushwhackers are brought in to be like Coco, you know, where Coco was. And I can't imagine Coco ever thought that he was going to do anything more than what he did. But I would imagine that Coco was like, all right, I'm going to come in. I'm going to get the crowd hot. And then we're going to lose like, you know, we're going to keep me as the gatekeeper, as you like to say, the gatekeeper for whatever The Bushwhackers had to believe they were doing the same exact thing. Like they were never going to be a serious challenge. So you can have the Bushwhackers team up, uh, or you know, mix it up with another team, knowing that they're going to job across the country, or at the very least get like an occasional countout or disqualification win. Never win on television, you know, (laughs) and that was fine.
0: If and as you as you say that, uh, a lone tier. Drops down the face of Jacques and Raymond Rougeau, like, "Oh, the bushwhacker's job to everybody, huh? Oh, okay. Well, that's that's good. That's good to know. That's good to know that uh, we defeated them on two paper. Oh, wait, we didn't. <laughs> that yeah, uh, fucking I for- hor- I forgot. horrible I, match. I forgot about that. But 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 no, I think you're most. I think you're mostly right. It's just that weirdly those two Rougeau matches, you know, and the Rougeaus were on their way out for one of them, so it's." Yeah, Royal Rumble. So you know what? I'm not even setting a line on cousin because it's
3: too many of them. Who,
0: who, who cares? Whoa!
3: <laughs> Yay! Look,
0: Four
4: cousins. Brain buses. They think they're better than anybody else, and they say they're machines. Cousins. Let's see what they're like when we put them through the Bushwhacker, <laughs> the Rashi Machine. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah!
0: Oh. All right, we,
1: had three co- we had three cousins there. Oh, okay. I said four, they had three. <laughs> I'm sorry, Guy, you were saying something?
0: Uh, they're, they're, it's ironic that he called them machines because Heenan was feuding with guys who were also calling themselves machines only three years before this. <laughs> it is nice that Arn didn't have to wear a mask, though.
1: Yeah, because how can you cover up that face?
0: That face that looks the same uh, for years and years. Guy looked the same in the 80s as he does in the 2010s.
1: That man, a face that only Sid Justice could love.
0: <laughs> I'm really hoping for a good Spike pile driver because that the one on Tito at Mania raised the bar. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't think we'll get one any better than than the Tito Santana.
1: Hey, what did you give the Sean Vegan Keegan uh, uh, spine buster that he did on Paris Van Dale last night?
0: Uh, that was one of the better spots uh, of that particular match, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. I gave that about four and a half arms
0: Okay. Yeah, uh, so, somewhere, somewhere in that ballpark, yeah. I don't know why I'm trying to listen to Howard Finkel because he's just doing the read for uh, East Rutherford New Jersey. see when you get the New York video of this, you're going get you can get not only MSG but Nassau Coliseum, the Meadowlands, you could even go all yeah. the way up to like New Haven, Connecticut. Sure yeah
1: were they running different cards though they were running different cards. actually yeah, were they still doing like ABC? I think
0: that they would differentiate it slightly because it would be kind of insulting to the audience because, lo- I mean, a lot of those dudes would probably go to both shows, you know? Yeah. That, that, that'll be a question I'll have to ask D'Amato the next time I see him. Yeah. Or, or you know, I could just look at results, but I don't really do that anymore.
1: <laughs> no, you. plus you want to have a chance to talk to D'Amato.
0: My, my, day, my, my days of looking at results, I think, are over. You think so? What's funny is they just did the exact same thing at Mania with the failed monkey flip where uh, they held the guy. Atlas mm. does the same thing that Tito did, and now they're going to do a spike pile driver. And it did not mm. go quite as well with Omar Atlas.
3: Yeah.
1: Omar. Omar Atlas. No, Tony Atlas, that's for
0: sure. Right. Yeah, we're not going to be seeing him much anymore, I don't think. It is funny because Omar Atlas, look, given Vince's proclivities and weird like, oh this this guy looks too old or whatever that you would get with Savage years a couple of years later. Omar Atlas looks legitimately mm-hmm. old and he but I guess maybe he's like you know what, it's just an enhancement guy. You know, people must have like working with him a little bit. He doesn't wear. I think Vince. He doesn't wear knee I think pads. Vince
1: confused him. I think Vince confused him with Omar Sharif. Is what I think it was.
5: You are going to feel those vibrations right here, just two weeks from now.
0: Ooh, Mooney, you gonna give me some vibrations? We're gonna get
1: some good vibrations.
0: I w- good
1: vibrations.
0: I, uh, I, uh, I thought you were gonna sing the Marky Mark one, but uh, yeah, I don't know about the Sean Mooney vibrator. <laughs> it's the worst selling sex toy in World Wrestling Federation history.
1: Mostly because mostly it just screams at you for like <laughs> the first time.
0: Why won't you fucking orgasm? Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway. Monday night, April twenty fourth at uh,
5: Madison. So he's
0: gonna read off the card first.
5: You will face Mr. Oh Perfect. boy. Oh Bret Hart versus oh. Mr.
0: Perfect at MSG? <laughs> Say it ain't so.
1: Yeah i will never see that match again. <laughs> One once in a lifetime. <laughs>
5: hmm. <laughs> also, in tag team competition, it's the Bushwhackers battling the Brainbusters in a very interesting matchup. Jake the Snake Roberts to beat the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase.
0: He's saying it's very interesting mainly because That's... he watched a lot of Mid South. So yeah.
1: <laughs> is it very interesting because this is like this is the new feud that never ends?
0: <laughs> well, it goes all the way to eight, yeah, but. Yeah. Hey, they they're giving MSG some good stuff here. I mean. Yes,
1: they are. No, this is this is good so far. And in the main event,
5: know. the former World Wrestling Federation champion.
0: Mike yeah, I, I had to I have to give him me a mea culpa because I fucked up last week. I said they didn't do Hogan Savage at MSG, and they literally did it three weeks after Mania.
1: You know what would have been awesome is when he said when he said the former, and then you just had Savage cut in and go former,
0: like, former nothing, okay. little man.
1: That would have been kind of funny.
0: So we're gonna hear from Hercules first. Which, oh, uh, yes. oh yes. Oh yes. Boy, that sounded fucking sarcastic.
1: Wait, who's he? Who's he fighting? I, for, I missed who he's fighting.
0: Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. Dino. They didn't give him the respect of putting up a graphic. But he's facing Dino Bravo because mm. Hercules made the mistake of wearing the light blue trunks. It's indicating that his career is going to end, so uh, that I, that means it's Dino Bravo time, no, was, the future Hall of Famer.
1: I was going to say, because if there's one thing that Dino Bravo needs to do now that he won the last Battle of Quebec, <laughs> is he has to go and he has to destroy the the, the, the Greek god, Hercules.
0: Ron, Ronnie, Ronnie Garvin, the gatekeeper for, for Hercules. Now... The, the, mm-hmm. There was a sound throughout America in 1989. Whenever there was a a lot, a lot of people think it led to the San Francisco earthquake later that year. Mm-hmm. Every time yeah. Hercules would meet Dino Bravo, you would hear an unmistakable sound of people saying, "Turn that off." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, do we do we have to? Do we have to watch this? Do we are we really doing this? But, um, yeah, Hercules. Yes. Hercules had no comment on the collapse of the mega powers, despite being the third mega power. So he he's just he's just <laughs> floating he's just floating along here.
1: No comment.
0: And he's gonna be like, I can't wait to get my hands on that Frenchie
1: Martin. <laughs> I'm i re- I'm really upset by the collapse of my two best friends, Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. But I just want people to know that you can always depend on Hercules to be there to back up hulk hogan and ever whenever he needs a match yeah why wasn't
0: hercules the one trying to break it up uh, instead we get beefcake intentional walk beefcake
1: fucking you know, what are you doing man what are you doing i think it's because you know why i know why it's because savage i think brought hercules in to the mega powers Then hercules wasn't ready to turn heel yet mm. so you know he wasn't gonna get the backing of hope again Because Hogan's like, that's your guy. It's kind of like when a new manager comes in and he fires the third base coach. He's like, listen, that was the old guy. guy. I can't really have this guy around. You know, he's going to disrupt my team. So that's what it was. Hogan was getting rid of the guy,
0: you know? Yeah. All right. So let's hear from him.
4: You know, Dino Bravo, we can stand here all day. You can holler and scream and tell everybody how great you are and how strong you are. And I can stand here and tell you this, and I can tell you that. But there's only one thing that's going to prove it, and there's only one way to do it, is got to step in the ring with me, Dino Bravo. you got to step in the ring. Do battle with the mighty Hercules. It face to face nose to nose and then you will know what i know you will know where the true power lies just as i have learned dino bravo there's no way in the world that you can withstand my power there's no way in the world that you'll live through the wrath of the mighty hercules,
1: <laughs> mighty hercules. so it's really just a
0: strongman feud i mean uh, we know
1: where the power lies yeah, it's, Hogan's told us where the power lies.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely a Hogan a Hogan line. I think Hercules this is where the power
1: lies. Her,
0: Hercules has been watching the Hogan eighty seven collection and uh, trying yeah. trying to build himself up that way. Uh, Perfect. He, his background now has like the full clouds. He doesn't have the Roman columns, but he's got the Mister Perfect logo yeah. with the little squiggly things under them, mm. with the with the curly fries underneath Mister Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Perfect he, or actually he's Mr. Pecked because he, his head is covering uh, E-R-F so he is Mr. Yes, Pecked
1: Mr. Mr. Pectoral Muscles here
0: Mr. P-Ecked
4: <laughs> a man to be said the greatest wrestling technician that the World Wrestling Federation has ever seen You know what, Bret Hart? It's a cry in shame that you're going to have to step into the ring with Mr. Perfect. And it's going to destroy all of the great techniques that you have, you see. Because what you're stepping into the ring with, my friend, is someone who's perfect. Absolutely perfect from head to toe. And this is the year of perfection, my friend. And you're the one that's going to have to take the embarrassment.
0: Mr. Perfect on a collision... Did you hear somebody talking in the background? This is like those 92 promos.
1: Yeah, we got the ghosts of uh, perfect past or whatever is uh, oh. going on in the going
0: on. What was it? Paul Bearer was haunting his own promo.
1: <laughs>
0: sounds like Paul Bearer having an orgasm there. Yes.
1: <laughs> He's using the Sean Mooney vibrator. Right
0: <laughs> Thank you. That's a that, that is a good callback by you. Good little callback. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Your I feel like I watched a lot of Thompson's oh, water Thompson Water, water Seal, Seal commercials in the late '80s to the yeah. point where it 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 was one of those products that held an outsized place in my mind, like uh, like Castrol GTX.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thompson's Water Seal, big big uh, big or big uh, not what the hell advertiser yeah. for uh, the WWE.
0: In another one here, we got uh, Zit medication. Oxyten.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
4: Oxytan is loaded with the strongest levels of benzoyl peroxide you can buy. Mm-hmm.
3: Benzoyl peroxide. Mm-hmm. I just think
0: back to, like, burning my face on that shit. Oh, my God. Ugh.
1: Sounds like Ted Knight's the one doing the commercial for that.
0: <laughs> Oh, Popeye's. This is, like, prehistoric.
2: (laughs) Introducing Popeye's Hearty Meal Special. Two pieces of Popeye's plump Chicken, a helping of mashed potatoes smothered with Cajun gravy, a homemade buttermilk biscuit, a fresh green garden salad, served up for a price everyone can afford. I need a hearty meal. $2.99. Yeah. Popeye's and pick up a hearty meal special today. With a price like this, the time is limited, but not the enjoyment.
4: Popeye's.
0: Popeyes the fast food chain that took down the 2011 Red Sox. Oh wow, Kareem. <laughs> <laughs> There's Kareem.
1: Ah, you suck, Kareem.
0: Or is that uh is <laughs> Captain O? No, it's it, it's Lance it, no, not Lance Murdoch. What the fuck is his name? Uh, Roger Murdoch. Lance yeah. Lance, nah, Murdoch, Lance Murdoch. Lance Murdoch's from the Simpsons.
1: Lance Murdoch.
0: I'm Roger Murdoch. I'm the co- <laughs> I'm, I'm the co-pilot. My dad says you're the best, but you don't try hard enough except for the playoffs.
1: Listen, little man, you try running up and down the court.
0: <laughs> that, that 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 whole bit. Doesn't, is, he say,
1: like, doesn't he say something about, like, you try running up and down defending against so-and-so? You,
0: you try dragging Walton and Lanier up and down the court that's, for 48 that's minutes.
1: That's yes, that's what it is. Ah, uh, that's so funny. 1989. Was he still playing basketball? This is
0: the very uh, April of 89. This would be the last weeks of the regular season of his last season. So. Okay. They made it to they made it to the finals and got swept mm-hmm. by the Pistons. But uh that yeah, Kareem in his last year uh was he suckering. like he, he 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 wasn't good anymore. Yeah. Hi.
4: Uh, great crowd out there. Huh. Oh, you know, they here to salute you. I love them all. Yeah, you know, I'd sure like to be in your shoes. That, that you kid looks real really close. familiar. But that's all you have out there. Just you and your shoes. Hey, Cap, who was the quickest player you ever saw? Nate Archibald, Kansas City. Who was the toughest guy ever put a move on? Judy, sophomore, UCLA. Uh, I, <laughs> I know. It's
0: It's got to be one of the fucking Lawrence brothers. I mean, there's like a whole... No,
1: no. I'm trying to... I no i can i can picture the kid in my mind i just can't picture anything he's been in so he's not a Lawrence brother i know who he is i just i can't picture who i can't picture anything he's in so i can't go to like imdb and like look it up but i know that kid i know his face you
0: know i you're you're very good at this because you identified paul like a prehistoric paul rudd from like 1991 sure. or 92 in, in, in a commercial mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, prehistoric. Well, well, I mean it kinda is. I mean it was before I know clueless. it's clueless. It's
1: just funny you it's just funny you are prehistoric. Um,
0: I'm I'm just curious, like I I thought it was a Lawrence brother because it felt like there was just an unlimited supply of them during that time. Mm. Mm. Uh apparently I'm not gonna get uh, very much in the way of uh answers from uh checking the uh YouTube so
2: As we stated earlier on, Bobby the Brain Heenan was a very active individual at WrestleMania Five, active indeed. Yeah, you got to get
0: the title changes out front here, so we're gonna we're gonna do the Rude Warrior highlights. And it only took them 17 days to turn it around to put the put the show on VHS for Coliseum Video. So, good job, Tony Schiavone. Hey, he was the guy they brought in to basically do the Coliseum video shit. Yeah. He was uh, putting one in the oven and uh, and making videos for sale for uh, $39.95. Oh. Yeah. yeah. There, there was kind of uh, disturbing earlier this week when I was trying to look up when Tony Schiavone's kid was born to see if he did have a kid born nine months after Mania. Yeah. <coughs>
1: Uh, did he? Did we figure out if he uh, did? No, I couldn't
0: find the... the sorry, the, the oh. birthdays of Tony Schiavone's 38 children are not publicly available online. That's being kept, yeah, that's being kept under wraps. The, 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 fa- the father of our country, Tony Schiavone.
1: <laughs> he's
0: right up there with fucking James Madison. And he's about uh. the same
1: height, too. Yeah. <laughs> both short men. Were they both... Was was he as sickly as a child as uh I don't
0: know. As, as, as James as James Madison yeah. was? See, Warrior doesn't need to sell it because all that the all that happened was he got tripped. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. he, so he can run around Like I know you, you got on his case But I know you're always looking for a reason to shit on the guy
1: No, 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 no The reason why I got on his case is because he just looks so stupid It's like as soon as he gets out of the Instead of trying to argue with the referee Or, or do something like that's a normal trope he gets yeah. out of the ring and he just fucking lumbers against around like and of course if you go back and you look at it like Bobby's fucking running around the ring trying to pretend like he's in danger. Warriors is fucking lumbering like a big fucking lummox that he is.
0: Well, the word he's so stupid.
1: Well, you want to know why he has zero fucking charisma? You want
0: to know what his problem is? He, he's
1: a moron. He
0: stupidly used all of his timeouts, so he couldn't use his challenge there.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Well,
0: ulti- Frank Reich is the is a bad coach, but he's the worst coach since the Ultimate Warrior.
1: <laughs> That's right.
2: Yes.
0: Anyway. Big dummy.
2: This contest is scheduled for one fall. I guess you're real pleased, Jesse, is the uh, City, result of the intercontinental...
0: Oh, bad news. Now that that is interesting. It's not often you get something that that interesting in a, an enhancement match. Yeah, where the where the bad news is coming to the ring, and of course he's famous for just going in there and just going right at mm-hmm. the guy. He doesn't even wait for the announcements mm-hmm. or anything. This this Valdez fella, he slides out of the ring and tries to attack Bad Valdez. News in the fucking aisle. Valdez fella, well, I, Frankie Valdez, Juan's brother. I know.
4: Mhm. But I told you
0: so. Thanks. Poor Bad News gets the spot where uh they're just going to talk about other shit. This guy was in main yeah. events 3 months ago. Mm-hmm. Less less than 3 months ago, in February with with Savage. Even after even after Savage turned, they were still running Bad News. I've talked about these matches how I'd give anything for a fucking like a fan cam or whatever of those.
1: Seriously.
4: No way! The man was
0: such a specimen. Jesse bragging about picking Rude in the IC title match like he's me talking about my uh, my three leg same game parlay on the Timberwolves Spurs game last night. Yeah, yeah. Timberwolves minus six and a half. Anthony Edwards uh, twenty at least twenty five points and Wembayama with at least two blocks. Big Wemby who? Victor Wembenyama. You know, the number one oh. overall pick in the draft, yeah. Oh, that you're, guy. You're not you're not much of a basketball guy anyway, so that's fine.
1: I am not much of a basketball guy, no. Yeah. I apologize.
0: A thousand times.
1: A thousand times I apologize, I wish.
0: You know? The problem bad news has is uh I'm noticing his gut more and more. Hmm. But then again, he is a man in his, uh, approaching his mid 40s. He's, he's actually in his mid 40s at this point.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, he's gotta be in his mid 40s. So, uh, so, obviously. He's definitely at yeah. dad bod. He's at dad bod, and he's at dad bod at a time when nobody wanted to be in a dad bod.
0: Well, especially <laughs> in this company.
1: I thought it was really funny when you, you, you mentioned that, uh, how Duggan comes out with the American flag.
0: Oh, well, yeah, and Bad like, bad News is a like, fucking Olympian. The
1: motherfucker was an Olympian.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's why the Bad News Patera match at SummerSlam 88 is so sad. You hate to see two Olympians from the 70s going at it like that.
1: I know. I think they should
0: have had Mark Spitz as special referee.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, or Greg Louganis.
0: <laughs> well, I was thinking Spitz because he was in the 72 Olympics. Ma- ah. Maybe they could have had uh, the then Bruce Jenner since he was in the 76 Olympics. Yes. He was Bruce Jenner at the time. I'm referring to him by what his name was at the time.
1: That's okay. You can, I believe you can still say that uh, Elliot Page was uh, Ellen Page when she was in Juno.
0: Now, that one was out of nowhere. <laughs> it really was. But anyway... Event oh, we're back at the event center, but I I have uh, sad news for you. This is going to be the one that you don't like so much. Oh, because okay. this this is the Hogan gets like the full the full run, and we only hear from him. Mm. I I know you love that. Mm. Yeah, and this is this is a new era of the Hogan man brother game because we we don't know you know, in which direction he's going to go. So I, I ask you, I know this is a lengthy promo. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to make I'm going to make brother a favorite of one and a half. Okay. And I'm going to set the over under because I think he goes on for at least 90 seconds. I'm going to set the over under at 13 and a half for total okay. for total man and brother
3: hmm.
0: <sighs> <laughs> oh I I, I enjoy I enjoy this game so much just because I I, I know you don't like listening to this guy and uh, yeah
1: I'm gonna say 13 and a half. I'm going to say over.
0: Okay. Of course. It's always over. And brother minus one and a half? Yeah. Okay. You're going to go with brother? So he's going to say brother at least two more times than man, and macho man does not not count. Let's go. So here we go.
4: Well, the first thing I want to do, Macho Man, is thank you personally for confirming everything I said about you, man. You proved your true colors at WrestleMania Five. You proved to all my Hulkamaniacs that you just couldn't live up to the type of man we wanted you to be, brother. All the shortcuts, man. All the jealousy because the mania is more powerful than the madness and the lust in your eyes, brother, because I'm the better man. You proved your true colors, man. And as I headed out of the ring, with a WWF championship, all oh, my Hulkamaniacs on my side. Thank God, I got to the back room in time, man. I got there just as you were starting to manhandle my manager, as he had her bent down, twisting her arm. Oh yeah, you're a big man.
0: Um, manhandle is one word, just for the record. Oh. oh okay. Okay. <laughs> the score. Manhandle. The score. Manhandle. The score right now is seven to two, man, which is kind of. I expected him to say, uh, look, it's because he took the angle of, I was the better man, man.
4: Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm mm-hmm.
0: no. mm-hmm. So let's, let's go out for the second half.
4: Thank you were screaming out in pain, I was there for the save. The cheap shot, Macho Man, what you tried to do to me, that just doesn't matter anymore. Because now. I know exactly where you're coming from, macho man. You're a greedy man, brother. You want the WWF Championship so bad, you'd do anything for it. And I'm gonna use the belt and bait, brother. I'm gonna set you up and take you out, man. Wherever I go, whatever contract I get a chance to sign, I'm gonna put the WWF Championship on the line. Just hoping that I can get your name on the other side, brother. Because once I get the belt right where I want it, right between you and me, the whole issue is gonna be real personal, man. You talk about hurting. You talk about the pain that you felt when Elizabeth double-crossed you. It's not true. You're the one that double-crossed yourself. And the pain is just now starting, macho man. This thing is so personal with me, man. I won't rest one single night until I completely destroy the madness. What are you going to do when the largest arms in the world in Hulkamania completely
0: destroy you? Jesus, that was a lot of man. It was 11 to 5, man. Yeah.
1: Oh, God. But I did get the over, right? Yeah,
0: that that easily went over. I don't know why I made brother the favorite. I thought thought he was going to just slip into that.
1: Christ all Friday. Oh, we
0: got a milk commercial with the girl who wants to... Oh, you fast.
4: The milk can help you get a great smile and gorgeous oh, yeah. hair. But my body, the only difference between me and the guys is distress. Hey, you can see we turned out just fine. Who is that? That's Jeffrey
1: Geiser. That's quite good. I can't really tell. Does she, does she get a set of yabos or no?
0: Uh, no. not. Oh, well, yeah. and It's kind, kind of hidden. Uh, yeah. We're, okay. we're talking about a ten year old girl here, Richie. <laughs> anyway. Uh I yeah, I I told you uh the other day that I, I wanna just start sending you the most obscure junior soprano quotes that I can think of. Of course that, that being from the scene which like half of our drops are from <laughs> when when so we get a movie trailer here. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is the movie that I I love so much. But oh, I'll get your take on it. Oh, okay.
3: Gage. First I play with Dad. Then <laughs> yeah. Mommy came
4: and I play with Mommy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we had an awful good time. What did you
4: do? <laughs>
2: Pet Cemetery, rated R. No. Start Friday, April twenty first, at theaters everywhere.
1: Not the, it's not the best commercial for Pet Cemetery, but it did have uh, our old friend uh, Fred Willard there.
3: Yeah. <laughs> is
1: it Fred Willard?
0: I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that that was him. Uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, the guy that's the judge, isn't that Fred Willard? Isn't that his name? Or is that the guy? No, Fred Willard's the guy from. Uh, like the all the uh yeah I, I, what's it called
0: I, uh, I backed it up there and Fred Gawain. Fred Gawain. Fred Gwyn? Yeah.
1: Gwynne, yeah, Gwynne, yeah. Yeah. What did you do? yeah, he's in friggin' Pet Cemetery. That's him in Pet Cemetery, isn't it? Screaming right there at the you know? I
0: don't know. No, it's, it's It's. not yeah. it's not my genre. Horror is not really my genre. No, 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 no. Hey, remember when DJ Jazzy Jeff was bigger than Will Smith?
3: I do. When I haven't
5: been calling, look, you got to call us 1-900-909-JEFF, right? Some days I tell jokes and Not stuff like that. Not the dumb jokes. Man. No, the jokes are good. $2 the first minute, Itch.
2: 45 cents each additional minute. Children, get your parents' permission before you <sharp inhale> dial.
4: But don't forget, the number's still the same. It hasn't changed. Word 1-900-909-JEFF. And we can't wait, Jeff.
3: That was good.
0: Yeah, they don't even put Will, Will's. He, the Fresh Prince, no way to be found. Oh, it's a nope. local commercial for a, a local bakery. Hopefully, they don't uh, treat Christopher Moltisani like a jackoff. <laughs> I
1: didn't. <laughs> Why
0: did you? Why would you shoot the? Ba- did you shoot a baker in in the foot and tell Vito to go away? I didn't. No, oh, but I think you did.
1: Tell Vito to go
0: away. Uh, sorry, I mean Gino. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it's funny, Vito. <laughs>
4: 1989, one year after the crash. Big money, big greed, big time. It's a street that stops for no one. Until this week, when Live and Dangerous hit town. With Lady Godiva. The day Wall Street stood still. Also, how Hollywood stopped in its tracks for our lookalikes. Gordon Elliott, Live and Dangerous, Sunday at 10.30 on Fox 5. Get yourself a big TV.
0: I'm I'm not I'm not entirely sure uh, what to say to that. Not neither can I. But we we do uh, new WWF magazine and Ted DiBiase is mm-hmm. on on the cover with uh, you know oh, doing, yeah. doing his best nut nut face.
2: What kind of likeness
0: is that? His yeah. <laughs> yeah. best
1: nut face. Yeah. Now this actually is a really good likeness of Ted DiBiase right here. <laughs> Ver.
0: Virgil kind of has an expression on his face. That's strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. he's almost almost smiling.
1: <laughs> he, it's it's smiling. <laughs> That's the thing from the fucking with the duck when they kill the duck in uh
0: <laughs> yeah
1: in the Christmas movie.
0: <laughs> oh right, right, yeah. It's
1: it's it's smiling. Mm-hmm deny Sorry. the duty of
4: the million dollar belt nor the brightest star of all yours truly they couldn't wait to put us on the cover of the latest edition of the WWF magazine coming out this Tuesday you better go out and buy them while you can because I'm sending Virgil out here to buy up every copy across the country
3: <laughs>
0: also like Moltisanti he's just gonna my name was in the paper so then he puts the quarter in to get the newspaper and then takes all
1: of them what I'm OG.
0: <laughs> there yeah. he
1: is, the Buckman Street Baba.
0: That's right, with his uh, <inaudible> with his jack his jacket that is too short for him because it doesn't reach his belly button. <inaudible> 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 <inaudible>
1: <inaudible> 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 Steve
2: Stone,
0: the 1980 American League Cy Young winner. Yeah, and uh, current. Uh, Chicago Cl- Cubs color man on marquee. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's a function of me watching too many fucking uh, teams, local broadcasts, oh it, it, and, and also being dumb enough to have a take on all of them. Mm-hmm. W- one thing I, I will say is that... Um, Jack Edwards on Nesson calling Bruins games something definitely happened to him and he well uh, he he's he's just no good anymore at it. He's got to go. Yeah. He's behind he, he's behind the play. His brain doesn't keep up with with the play. I th- I think he had a stroke a year and a half ago when they're hiding it from us. Mm. See my conspiracy theories are particularly pointless in that uh 99% of our audience just will not care about that.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I think uh, most people probably don't. I mean, I know I don't really care a lot about it, but I let you talk because what am I going to do, huh? <laughs> Kick you out of here? This is your show.
0: I think also another conspiracy theory is that Beefcake was marking cards in the game with your brother.
3: I you. <laughs>
0: Why? You know what, I was going to say Why haven't I had Brian on to interview him About the beefcake poker game But then I realized that that would require having Brian on
1: (laughs) I mean I was talking to him about this recently And I was like, but do you remember And he's like, I don't really remember anything And I was like (laughs) I go, there's a fucking surprise You don't remember the one exciting thing that fucking happened at your house
0: It would be like a uh, testimony before Congress I do not recall I do not recall the game in question
1: He's gonna plead the
0: fifth is it, and everything. Is it true that Beefcake uh, went in with a uh, King Queen and he got uh he got beat by an inside straight on the river? I don't know. <laughs> oh, well Beefcake's got his full hair here. We're not gonna be we're gonna be seeing that uh, change in a couple weeks.
3: Sure. Yeah. In
4: the center of the ring, and I don't think Stone's got anywhere to go, but out
0: Steve Steve Stone trying to fight the uh, sleeper
1: holds. I I had uh, I was I was talking about um, recently on um, it was on the Cronoso Monthly where we talked about the 1989 uh, Royal Rumble which we had just recently covered. Yeah. But and I was bringing up how there was a conversation that Hogan had recently where he said if he could go back and tell his younger self like one thing about his future of his rare it would be that he would have done something other than the leg drop and he had mentioned that maybe he would have just done like a sleeper hold you know because he had the largest arms in the world and i was trying to get a conversation going about how ridiculous that sounds (laughs) like hogan's gonna do a sleeper hold like beefcake and that would have been his finishing move
0: well no i i understand the whole leg drop thing because just from Wear and tear, but there's going to be wear and tear on almost any move that he would have uh, chosen, right? I mean, yeah. May- maybe not if he did like a power slam or something. But then again, by the by the late '80s, I don't know. I guess Bulldog was using it for quite a while. But
1: well, I mean, I understand. I understand that the whole. I understand that the leg drop was like an explosive thing. That uh, that wasn't what I was saying. I was saying like of all the moves, like he had a move. That, uh, the axe bomb, like, that was a, you know, or he could have done, like, the clothesline from hell or something. Like, that would have made more sense. It was the fact that Hogan said, oh, I'll just do a move from, uh, you know, I'll do a move that makes no sense because I have the largest arms in the world.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the axe bomber, I, I never understood why he didn't incorporate that more and why that was only reserved for Japan, Hogan, Ichiban. Yeah. But... Yeah. Um, yeah. He literally he literally killed Zeus in No Holds Barred. Oh, sorry. Spoiler.
1: <laughs> Spoiler alert. We haven't gotten there yet. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, they got the graphic up on the screen there for No Holds Barred.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, you bet he's invading it, Jesse, as a matter of fact. On June the 2nd of this year, get set because there's going to be a major motion picture like none other starring Hulk Hogan. It's titled No Holds
1: Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, here we go. No,
0: no, the the Brother Love show is with a uh, very special guest, the uh, Twin Towers. Oh good. All right, so my question to you is since uh you know, I I just love to make book on everything here. Will they come out to jive soul, bro? Or will they just walk out during the Brother Love
1: theme? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one because, ooh, shit. You have to do the awkward um, stop
0: the Brother Love theme, play the guy's music, and then restart the Brother Love theme.
1: Yeah, but I'm trying to think how many times did heels come out with the Brother Love theme versus just coming out with their own theme. and Because the, you would do it with a face. Yeah. You know? So I'm wondering if maybe, hmm, I'm going to say they don't. Have Jive Soul, bro.
0: No, I, I'm ju- I'm just rooting to hear Jive Soul, bro, because. Well, so am of, I, of but I'm
1: a, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take a chance and say that they're not. Okay. Because again, there's that idea behind it that you know you don't want to. That it's only a thing faces do.
3: Right.
2: Okay. Every time you hear that music, kind of gives you a warm feeling all over, don't it? Yeah, real warm. Like maybe you're coming down with some sort of violent sickness.
0: Barb and I never had a problem with Brother Love just completely disregarding us as the number one contenders
1: at the tapings. Barb and I were a little upset, though, that uh, you know he 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 dismissed us so quickly. I mean, we felt that we had an opportunity to come in and and do what we can and and make things happen, and and we were just kind of cast aside. And I don't know, we didn't really like that all that much. I mean, it just was, you know. I mean, well, I I don't want to say I, we were upset that it, they took away our title shot and gave it to, you know, the, t- the Twin Towers. Because Barb and I really did love Akeem and the boss, man. I mean, they were really great guys. And, <laughs> and of course, we all know Slick is a wonderful man. I mean, Slick was my manager later on in life. So, you know, I mean, we had that connection as well. I just think it would have been nice if there was like, a, you know, they, Demolition had spread the love and let us be part of it, too. Because, you know, we always had good matches with them. Um, I think Fuji was always excited when we had good matches with them. So it would have just been nice if we had a little bit more uh, time with them. But I, I can understand. what
0: happened. Yeah, we've had a couple of listeners feed us uh, the clips of a Warlord shoot interview. And yes. uh, that's the way I have to consume those shoot interviews. I can't sit down and watch like the full hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> I need to watch like the warlord bitches about the WBF guys like it's like finally we found something that the warlord has a problem with
1: (laughs) yeah I mean we thought we thought nothing could get him when he said that he was a fan of uh, the warrior but apparently yeah we found it
0: (laughs) oh there it is jive soul bro (laughs)
2: that's the way I
0: Boss Man coming out to Jive Soul Bro is, is always just a weird image. <laughs> it just is.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Akeem, Akeem fits it.
2: No, of course. Welcome, <laughs> brother.
0: Akeem slipped him some skin. <laughs> Give him some five on the flip side.
1: I met this story and I told a lot of stories about boo.
4: That's twice you've been right on the money this week. Because you're right. This is the most awesome tag team ever assembled in the history of the World Wrestling Federation. And yes, they are the future Tag Team champions because you know, brother. When you leave a loaf of bread out on the table too long, it gets stale. And what we need around here is a breath of fresh air. And that's.
0: What, what did he get this from the Bread Museum? <laughs> so- the bread. Sorry, whenever there's a chance to work in an obscure soprano's quote, I have to do it.
1: <laughs> All right, where you get this from? The Bread Museum.
0: <laughs> I think it's actually uh Sill who says that. It is so. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's fine. That was a bad still impression. <laughs> <laughs> Back in Cobb County, Georgia,
4: what did you do to men who, who painted their faces all out? You mean like demolition? The man with painted faces, full of bodies, wearing leather and spikes. Well, let me tell you something.
0: Barb and I didn't have a problem with what the boss man is saying here because we know that he carved out an exception for us. Well, except that's for the right. except for Barbarian at Rumble 91, in which, you know, they did have a match there. But it was very good. Was a good big man mm-hmm. match.
1: It was a great match.
0: Yeah. that's uh, mm-hmm. I, I would call it a hidden gem, but in, in a lot of, like, you know, review stuff that I've listened to over time, there's definitely an, yeah. ap- an appreciation for that match.
1: Yeah, I know. Oh, that's not a hidden gem. That's like a, everybody says how awesome that match is. So yeah.
0: is is the Rumble ninety one like real? Like I, I I guess a lot of people like it more than Rumble ninety two just because of the the historical nature of that show. Because you got the Rockers Orient Express, you got Boss Man Barbarian, the the Slaughter Warrior thing, whatever happened there,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and mm-hmm. Uh, also the uh, Virgil. Finally pulling the trigger on uh, on Ted.
1: Yeah. Oh. Well, there was a there was this we had this discussion too that '89, the matches are a couple of the matches, two of the matches are really good. Yeah. '89, and then the Rumble itself is is good for the middle part, not so much the beginning and the end. Although the Andre stuff is kind of cool, and I like I like demolition starting off together, but. 90 was definitely you know um a leg up from from 89 mm-hmm. um and then I think the Rumble in 90 is the match itself is better than the 89 one 91 is 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 an awesome show 91's an awesome rumble yeah um 91's an awesome rumble because the the match is pre pre rumble are great i think even slaughter and warrior is good because you got all that shit with um <clears throat> with randy savage uh and then you had like dbassi and virgil with dusty and dustin which is good barbarian and the boss Man is good like you said the rockers and the ordinary express and then the rumble itself is pretty good so 91 i think is great it's the,
0: it's the one time that even the biggest hogan hater out there can have no fucking problem with him going over there. He's the he's the is the only logical choice to go over in that spot. Because they needed um, you, yeah, you needed yeah. to fucking send that crowd home happy because you had literally yeah. the fucking Iraqi sympathizer on the eve of right. the Gulf War uh winning the world title. And right. uh, at the same time setting up Warrior as, and uh Savage for seven, yeah. I think
1: I think as far as the following year it's a it's a two match show and that's really only the other match barely being a match is Piper and the Mountie. Um but I mean I'm looking at the like Bushwhackers and Beverly Brothers, no. Disasters and Legion of Doom, no. Even though the New Foundation of the Orn Express is good, no, that's not really That's a one match show really and it's the it's just the Rumble. Yeah. Um so it's funny when people talk about 92 being the best Rumble ever. It's like I don't know if it's the best overall. I feel like the best overall Rumble is 91. Yeah,
0: yeah. Matches but the, diff- and difference, the difference is the, the Rumble match itself for 90, yeah. for 92 yeah. is is yeah. better. Uh, the, there's a lot of people who like to speak for the uh, 90 Rumble as being very good as well. And uh, Yeah,
1: the 90 Rumble's great. It's just I think the 91, the matches pre-Rumble are better than the matches pre-Rumble for 90. And I think that for 91 is better than 90, and I think that the Rumble itself in 91, the match is better than the one in 90, and even they, though you don't have that explosive part where you had Warrior, but that had done it was done the year before with the Mega Powers, so that's why it's kind of like it's not as good in 90 as it was in 89, because it was like you had that part, you know? They
0: didn't they didn't fall, well I mean, it was so new that you didn't have the established tropes, like the, the way yeah. the way it is now where, yeah, like They literally – every – all fucking 30 people – why why are we talking about the – anyway. Like, all 30 people got to get a fucking shine sequence at the beginning and hit, like, four big moves. It's like, why does that have to fucking happen? Like, why can't they just come in and then you just continue the fucking match? Not everybody – not everybody gets a fucking trophy, Vince. Anyway. Mm. Back, back to the boss, man.
1: Here's to Wall. Little man,
4: you're not going to be able to use them spikes very well with your hands cupped behind your back. Because one size fits all. We cuffed them all, we beat them all. You'll be no different. We will be World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions before it's over with, boy. That's head brother. King, what did you do? Jump back in defense, Darkest Africa. We know, brother, some people pick pockets, some people pick apples, some twins. When we meet Demolition, we're going to pick the tag team titles from around their waist. The Twin Tower Way! <laughs>
0: Yay!
2: A little celebration going on. However, that will be one we want to keep our eyes on.
0: And the little wipe effect with the circle on Akeem as they go to commercial. I thought this was a Mucinex commercial, but it's for uh, Fram. Uh, oh, I have to go get an oil filter. I have to go get an air filter for my car. I keep forgetting to do oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: You gotta get those. You mean for the internal one, the cabin air filter?
0: No, for the uh, engine air filter.
1: Oh, well, you should do the cabin air filter as well.
0: Yeah, I know. I was thinking about trading in my car, actually, but uh, I, 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 I might, I might wait a little bit on that. Well. We'll we'll see how some of my football futures do. <laughs> oh, you mean your uh, over seven and a half wins that you have on the Patriots, Pete? No, not that one. I've already written that one off. thanks thanks a lot, Mac Jones. You fucking fuck. Like. There's still fucking Patriots fans who still fucking defend Mac Jones. It's so fucking, fucking fuck. it's so fucking unbelievable. Like you the, the fuck, fuck the fucking white privilege quarterback, if that guy was if that guy was black, there's absolutely no fucking way that Patriots fans would be like, oh blah, blah, blah. Like, no, this guy has been given every fucking chance and he he's fucking horrible. Like he literally literally walked into a situation where there's twenty fucking years of greatness, and in like three years, Mac Jones has undone all of that, and they're gonna have to fucking fire Belichick because Mac Jones is so fucking terrible at his job. I hate hmm. him. I hate him so much. He is the he is the Wayne Primo of Eugene Chung's. As I as I told somebody the other day. <laughs> No no nobody's going to get that. But Eugene Chung no. Eugene Chung was one of my least favorite Patriots ever and it kind of wasn't his fault because when they drafted him, they traded down in the first round twice and then the GM Sam Jakovic realized he fucked up and then he basically gave back everything that he had gotten from trading down twice to trade up to draft fucking Eugene Chung who was like out of the league in like 4 years. Anyway, God, nothing gets to be worked up like Leno Letterman, Eugene, Eugene Chung, and Mac Jones. That's what? Like, fucking, oh, yeah, he was good at Alabama during the fucking COVID year. Like, oh, Alabama, the school where he was fucking third string behind two guys who were actually good in the NFL. All right, now we're at, now we're, now we got the, now we got the movie in which this is going to, this is going to make me feel a lot better right here. It's the movie with that I, I do love that came out in April of 89 that I was telling you about. Okay. Yeah.
5: How'd you get Diane Court to go out to you? I called her up. But how come it worked? I mean, like, what are you? I'm Lloyd Dobler. Oh, yeah. What are your plans for the future? I don't want to sell anything, buy anything, or process anything. I don't want to sell anything bought or processed, or buy anything sold or processed, or process anything sold or bought. Process. I don't
2: know. I can't figure it all out tonight, so I'm just going to hang with your daughter. That's terrific. Say anything. Rated PG 13. Mm. Starts Friday at Theaters Everywhere. That movie
0: is fucking awesome. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm, not, and I'm not just saying that because that, that's like the uh, Widson uh, back in the day, the, the go to uh, watch with the uh, girlfriend on the couch, and then, you know, and then stuff happens.
1: It, it, it allowed you to make your move. Mm, it, I stopped short.
0: And 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 then stuff happens from there. That's that's all I'm yeah. gonna say about it.
1: <laughs>
0: but uh,
1: I will say, um, Ione Sky didn't do a whole hell of a lot to be like a, you know, for being like somebody who's in that role. It, it, she didn't really ever become like a major major player, you know. I
0: think she kind of focused on other things.
1: Uh, yeah, no, and I know she did. She did work. She worked. She's been a consistent actress like her entire life. It's just. You would think, like, that would have launched her into the stratosphere as far as, like, you know, main... You know, it's kind of funny, too. When you go back and you look at all of those, I guess, for for better or worse, anyone that they would have considered a Brat Pack. Yeah. Like, out of all those females that were in that Brat Pack, is the one that made the biggest was, like, Demi Moore? Because, I mean, and I know that, like, they were all massive, like into the 80s but like really like once the 80s kind of died down, I feel like the only ones that really did anything that launched them in the stratosphere was like uh, what Mary Stuart Masterson and like um, and, and I feel like uh, yeah Demi Moore. I mean well the who thing else, the
0: thing you know? De- the thing Demi Moore had going for her was that she wasn't uh, a prisoner of the teen movie genre. The way yeah. the way that Molly Molly Ringwald in, in the teen movie she basically got trapped by that she's almost like Tito Santana in some ways where she was extremely effective like in that role but then once it was all over then you know he's just wearing strike force tights jobbing to Sean then,
1: then then Molly Ringwald became Molly Ringwald went to Matador School
0: <laughs> Molly Ringwald became a Matador and uh the it went straight to video
1: (laughs) i you know i mean it's like i think out of all those girls who were like actresses in the 80s and those kind of like you know for better or worse like i said brat pack movies and i don't even know if she really counts as well but like um mary louise parker i feel like she's kind of like she kind of broke out because she did like weeds and I just don't – her and, like, Mary Stuart. I mean, I know her and Mary Stuart Masterson did uh the the fantastic uh t- Fried Green Tomatoes. I mean, everybody should watch that. It's an amazing movie. Um, But, yeah, they really didn't – she really didn't do much. Like, none of the other ones really did anything, like, after, like, 1989, which is kind of a shame. I mean, they did do stuff. Like, Molly Ringwald did show up in things. So did – um uh, who's the one that's in the Breakfast Club? That's the the widow there, Anthony, uh, Ali
0: Sheedy. Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony
1: Michael. No, I'm talking about the women, okay. not the men. The women. Uh, Ali Sheedy. She showed up and stuff from time to time. Uh, I mean, you could go into like Mayor. What's it? Mayor Winningham, Willingham, or whatever. That, like, if you look at like, like a Saint Elmo's Fire, like. Yeah, it just sucks. Like, they really didn't all, you know, they didn't all go crazy,
0: you know? Cusack was kind of adjacent to that whole group. He was kind of like the way that, like, Jackson Brown was to the Eagles. Like, Jackson yeah. Brown is to the Eagles as John Cusack was to the Brat Pack. Like, he was, yes. he was on the periphery.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but he's, I mean, the the character is so good. In, in this movie, and John Mahoney as as the father, everybody thinks of him as like Fraser's dad. Oh no, no, he is fucking Mr. Court. John
1: Mahoney is a full. I a make record. their lives
0: better. Like oh god, what a, what a great and he goes he goes to the he he goes he goes to the can for uh, tax avoidance. I did twenty fucking years. Well, I don't know if he does that tax, long, but tax avoidance? Well. You know, with Medicare fraud. It's like, it's a very well-written, like, you know, and it's, you know, he commits his crimes in a subtle fashion,
1: you know. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the entire secondary storyline in Wall Street with Martin Sheen and Charlie Sheen. It's like everybody focuses on the relationship between Charlie Sheen and Michael Douglas. Go back and watch Wall Street, but just pay more attention to the Martin Sheen Charlie Sheen relationship so good, yeah, so good.
0: Well, I love the movie Wall Street uh, as well, except I would really like to get a edited version of that where uh, mm-hmm. all of the Daryl Hannah scenes are are cut out because she <laughs> is a, she she fucking ruins that movie. Like every time she appears on screen, like it is like she's it, it's huh. it's the fucking Maggie O'Hooligan award, you know from. Caddyshack. Yeah. Like, every time she appears, it's like, oh, God. Anyway.
1: Unlike unlike Margot Robbie in Wolf of Wall Street.
0: Yeah, I guess. I never saw that.
1: Right? No. Oh. I didn't see. Actually, I never saw Wolf of Wall Street either.
0: Or as Mike Francesa once called it, the werewolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That makes way more sense. young and old will be the winners of a giant Nintendo game Center and lots of other prizes
0: I would I would have fucking wanted that Nintendo Game Center so badly and then Absolutely. and then people would have wanted to come over to my house and I would have told them no fuck you because I you know why you know why you know why I miss Elizabeth because I keep all my fucking what? receipts <laughs> I love how this is just, oh, it's a boy. its a clip show of superstars, and now we're doing Jake versus Andre. And this proves my theory that this is the third most uh, billed match on the show, rather than the tag team yep. title match.
1: Yep. Yeah, the only, yeah, we saw highlights from the Intercontinental title match, yeah. we saw highlights from the main event.
0: Mm-hmm. Andre's hair was a little bit puffy there, uh, it's almost like Stud should have given him a haircut here too. Oh, uh, remember that? Yeah. Why, why are we showing Jake's entrance? Well, how, is, how is this important? I don't know. just laying all that
4: 550 pounds on Jake. Look at, look at it. Driving it in, Gorilla. John Studd laying a count on him here, but he's breaking before the five. He's he not is. breaking any rules. He is. He's taking full advantage of him. Look at those two ham hocks right around the neck of
0: I learned what ham hocks were based for, um, from Gorilla Monsoon.
1: <laughs> I remember the first time I saw an actual ham hock and I went, This doesn't look like a hand. Yeah. <laughs> Does it
0: uh, Andre's hand is actually bigger than ham hocks.
1: Uh, I could just picture gorilla like in the you know how you always talk about the gorilla grocery store? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I could picture Gorilla telling his deli department or his meat department: "Make sure you cut fingers into those ham hocks. They gotta look like a person's hand." Yeah. (laughs) What? I didn't this i didn't think i don't think i mentioned it while we were watching this match this is the thing that irritates me is that jake doesn't even take advantage of andre being tied up in the ropes really.
0: yeah yeah he he kind of slow plays it and then doesn't really do anything
1: yeah which leads me to believe that this entire match is just to set up stud and andre oh. and had nothing to do well. with, you know and then to set up Jake and Dibiase, yeah, spin it. that
0: off. So I think it was effective in that way, except the fact that Stud and uh, Andre never really happened, right? So, and Stud was going to be the guy in the Duggan spot at SummerSlam. So now that's the part that kind of makes me laugh is when Stud is like, "Hey, Jake, don't bring the snake into the ring," and he's standing in the corner, and Andre just fucking splashes him. I know. <laughs> so fun, you got to re- you got to you know what, Andre? You know what his deal was? What? He keeps his receipts. <laughs> oh, man.
3: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> hey, if some dude have- some dude fucking cut my hair, I'd feel the same way. Please. Is-
1: yeah. <laughs> I have several receipts in my bag, and I'm going to bring them all with me to the WrestleMania. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he also got to save his receipts from his ga- for his gambling losses at the casino.
1: That's right. Vince is going to pay these. <laughs> what is that?
4: Andre just nailed big job started and John returns a favor. I don't expect to see anything like this. And Jake is on Oh,
3: rookie arm's the Million Dollar Man.
0: You got to appreciate DiBiase just taking the snake bag. Like, he's not afraid of snakes. We've established no. that now.
1: This is the first guy Jake has wrestled that's not afraid of snakes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And the interesting thing is he doesn't have Virgil do it because Virgil is probably afraid of the snakes, right?
1: I would say so. Cause I don't think Virgil ever went into the bag and took the belt and all of, uh, yeah. All along that fucking fiasco went for.
0: Yeah. We had to establish that. All right. So yeah, we are establishing stud and Andre. So St- oh, Stud is in the smoking area. Uh, he's in the smoking <laughs> room of the orgy house to uh, discuss his issues with Andre. Yeah. I know I know you're going to enjoy this very much. Cause,
1: he's taking a break for yeah. a minute. He's like, I'm going to take a break from this sexual proclivities and uh, give myself a smoke.
0: Look, I know that for the last three and a half months I've been looking for somebody to wrestle, but I'm going to be leaving here soon, so I'm really smoke. not. I'm really not <laughs> feeling it.
1: <laughs> I might as well just end it with Andre. Yeah, I'm.
0: Just, I'm just gonna go back and uh, managing my orgies, and uh, and that's that.
1: I mean, I mean, I don't know. If you thought of it like realistically, like let's put our kayfabe hats on. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be in an orgy or mixing it up with Andre all over the country?
0: Hmm. Let me think. Uh, yeah. Orgy. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you. Know. Oh
4: God! Please. <laughs>
1: Can you blame
0: him? Yeah, I, I would not. Yeah.
4: b 5 fo Andre the Giant. When we met in WrestleMania 5 in the center of the ring and our eyes locked, the whole world could see that Big John Studd is every bit of a giant as you are. And when I looked in your eyes, Andre, I saw you flicker. I saw you start to flinch. I saw you feel that the legend of Andre the Giant is threatened. And when I turned my back and you grabbed me and you choked me down, that told me what kind of giant you are. That told me you're a giant with a real big yellow streak running down the center of your back. And when we meet Andre, and we will meet in the center of the ring, I will pick you up all 500 pounds of you and slam you to the center of the ring. Andre, and then I'll cover you, and it will be one... 2 3 and that's the end of the legend. No giant.
0: Well, first of all, first of all, he hasn't watched many fucking Andre matches because Andre ain't working center of the ring anymore. He's got to stay near the fucking ropes. So. Yeah. And uh hmm. and you ain't fucking picking him up. You know
1: what I find funny? You know what I find funny? What? That the 3 Wrestlemanias that John Studd appeared in, he was involved with Andre every all of them and all of them.
0: Yeah, in, in the Battle Royale, uh, he kind of split time between Andre and, and some of the football players as well. Yeah,
1: but he was still involved with Andre. Yeah,
0: well, it's a na- you know. natural rivalry there. I feel it. Oh, that's right. Uh, Jackie Joyner-Kersey's coming off the gold medal, so she's in commercials now at, at this point. Ah, uh, yes doesn't really work well on a podcast considering it's like black and white footage and like n- nothing being said
1: even though it's even though it's almost a year later yeah but i guess oh, this, know, oh she's drinking seven up though
0: the summer olympics weren't until september of 88 so it was really like seven months oh okay yeah, this is a commercial i don't know why i don't know why that was i know that when they've had the olympics in australia they had to have it in like november at least the 1956 version. I think the 2000 one, they had it in September.
1: Um, what was. Where was. 80, was 88, 88 was in LA, that, right?
0: 1988 was in South Korea.
1: Oh, okay. 84 was
0: LA. Yeah. You had, the, you had the fucked up time zones in 88. So, like, they had, like, no live fo- I remember that was an issue for a long time, is like, NBC would show almost nothing live but yeah. but na- nowadays they they they, they, they kind of get forced into that but also they have enough yeah. they have enough pull where stuff can get scheduled for like the United States time zones so even if you have the olympics in japan they'll schedule shit at weird times yeah that was a new edition hotline that wasn't the bobby hotline
1: no kind of interesting yeah. hey look at this is the guy that this is the guy that took care of junior at uh <laughs> that little kid that used to run around breaking balls,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh, the one who uh had the, the got tail. sold the bad drugs, yeah.
1: Yeah, Jesus NBO, Christ, this guy's what is this, the, a tuxedo match for the well-dressed man?
0: NBO menswear
1: film released on june 2 starring all hogan i'm
2: good you Vince. Out a great deal more about it if you read the wwf magazine that's on sale this tuesday
4: you know mcmahon i'm taking real exception to this what do you mean because hollywood is my territory how would hogan like it if i came out of retirement back in the ring
2: and beat him which i surely could do and took his title i don't know if he liked that at all really right now let's go back up to ringside
1: that's saying,
2: saying. Yeah. Please. <laughs>
4: Seriously. Yeah.
1: Take it easy, Jess.
3: Well, well.
1: How would you like it if I came out of retirement?
0: Well, he wouldn't be in the now broadcast breaks, booth anymore. I
1: wouldn't have to give you, I wouldn't have to give you uh, your retirement package.
0: Yeah. And here's Barb by himself.
1: We mm. Let
3: me tell you.
0: Yeah. But, of course, he's still wearing, like, the powers of pain get up.
1: Oh, he's got to get his heat uh,
0: Yeah, Ricky Itaki. He's doing the point. Oh, wow. He's doing the point thing.
1: One of the favorites here on GFA That's
0: right. Glad he finally recovered from Valentine hurting his leg. Mm. But
2: speaking
0: of hitting him between
2: the eyes, there's an individual waiting in the wing. Who looking forward to doing just that.
0: Oh, Bob- oh, yeah. Jim, the Anvil, Nightheart is the singles feud that they're setting up for the Barbarian because they've kind of split the heart foundation so that Brett can go wrestle perfect. Mm. You know, it's a time limit draws around the horn. Yeah. So, yeah. Or maybe it's just that Anvil remembers his time with Fuji and uh, has an issue with Barb uh, working with him. I don't know. Uh-
1: I, need, I just need to do this again. Fuji Lala. La. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, Jim Neidhart, what's his motivation? Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nobody cares. Nice hat. Uh, you like to listen to Master Fuji. He
4: tells you about pain and torture and hurting people. Well, let me tell you something, baby. You better be able to take it as well as dish it out. Because if you 2 jokers want to come under me, I'm going to roll
2: above you like a steamroller. <laughs>
0: <laughs> da. <laughs> guy that isn't all quite there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Nighthart is better suited, I think, to be a tag guy. Yeah, be like the big guy, you know, work with a more technical wrestler, a smaller guy, and he can be the big guy who provides essential character elements.
1: It is funny that at one point he was considered the better talker. I mean, I guess he always was, even even in '97. But uh, once Brett finally had something to bitch about. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just I never could. I never could take Jim Neidhart seriously, ever. <laughs> Did, Much like I can't take his daughter seriously.
0: <laughs> well. Was there ever a Jim Neidhart, when he went to WCW, was there ever a Jim Nighthard goldberg match? Uh,
1: I, not that I know of. He, I mean, I could look at Cage. But he he
0: and Brett could have bonded over that. <laughs> that fucking I'm fuck G- yeah go Gold- i i hate mac jones as much as brett hates uh, <laughs> bill goldberg
1: i don't think it's even possible there no there's no way there's no way i don't think i don't think brett Hart could hate i don't think he could have hated Sean in 1997 as much as he grew to hate bill goldberg
0: mhm well somebody uh put a uh A video game version of Jim Neidhart versus Goldberg online, which, by the way, the people who do that uh, and try to pass it off as like a real life match. I hate those people and they should fucking die.
1: (laughs) You hate those people as much as Bret Hart hates Bill
0: Goldberg. (laughs) He should fucking die. Take it easy, Bret. You know, the wine makes you emotional because I got fucking kicked in the head by fucking Bill Goldberg. That's right. He's got a. Brett's got an empty stomach there. So I am a breadstick.
1: Yeah. Maybe if you had a breadstick, you wouldn't have got kicked in the head by Bill Goldberg. Mm hmm. We're
0: back in the event center, by the way,
1: with with screaming, masturbatory Sean Mooney. the, the,
0: the vibrating Sean Mooney. Um,. And uh, yeah, we, we're gonna we got uh, Jake the Snake Roberts for his match against Stevie <laughs>
1: Oh wait, I'm sorry. I just, got, I just came up with something. When Sean Mooney, when the Sean Mooney vibrator comes to its peak and finishes, it screams out "Encounter!"
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah, come on, huh?
3: <laughs> okay,
0: so let's hear let's hear from Jake. Uh, by the way, did you stick around to the end of last week's show for the thing that I tacked on at the end? <laughs> did you Did you listen all the way through?
1: I didn't hear it all the way through. I, I <laughs>
0: really like to put in these Easter eggs for people who listen to the show all the way to the end. But basically, yeah. I put uh, a thing—the anti-drug PSA that Jake did on WWF TV ah, back in '87—and he was like, "The one thing I don't mess around with is drugs." <laughs> and, then, and then of course, you know, immediately I, I go into what it is that I do every week. Turn that off.. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no way,
0: G- why, why must you turn my wrestling show into a house of lies? That's
1: what you should put. Why must you turn this into a house of lies?
0: So so this is uh Jake's gotta do fresh material here with DiBiase, And and we know that he liked working mm. with Teddy, so I think we're gonna get some inspired promos. At least until at least right until now. he goes away for a little while.
2: I'm tell you right now,
1: why are you so nervous, my man?
0: <laughs> he liked Ted because they, they were into different kinds of drugs, so they wouldn't uh they sure. they wouldn't overlap.
1: Well yeah, Ted was a Ted was a drinker. Yeah. And so when Ted would, so when Jake was doing all the cocaine, Ted would just leave it on the table and just be... He would be grabbing... Can you imagine Ted and Jake hanging out with Arn? God, talk about Arn Anderson being the most sober person in the room. Jake stealing all of Arn's coke, and Ted stealing all of Arn's booze.
0: Arn had a substance abuse problem, uh, or he had a substance use problem. The problem was he couldn't use any of it because he kept fucking getting <laughs> stolen from under, out from under him. <laughs>
1: He had a substance abuse problem. He had one one mouth and too many friends.
4: <laughs> you know what gets me? Just about the time you think you got all the bases covered, somebody comes in and tries to steal home plate on you. I'm talking about you, DiBiase and Damien. You want to snatch it and run, brother? I'm going to break you of a nasty habit. That habit being you don't mess with this man, Snake. You don't want none of me. Believe me, DiBiase. I don't play these little games with the throwing out the money. No, sir. I don't want to be bought. You can't buy me,
5: and you can't afford to pay the price that it would cost you to wrestle me either. The snake to face the million dollar man, the new World Wrestling Federation champion Hulk Hogan, to face the Macho Man Randy Savage.
0: All right, this is now. No, you're you're part you're part of the program. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Oh, no. So it's a. I don't want to watch this. It's a rare. I don't
1: want to see a sad Savage. A a
0: sad? No, super intense. And it's a rare promo of Savage post title reign, but pre Sherry. Mm hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. All right, Randy, tell me. This type of shit interests me. It just does. I don't know.
1: No, it does I'm just, I'm just, I'm depressed Because Savage is no longer the champion I was, he's not, he's This guy can no longer refer to himself as the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion It's just upsetting to me Well,
0: what I can tell you is this was definitely fucking taped a while ago Because he's not wearing the staff infection tape Because, mm. did it heal that quickly? I don't know mm, No I don't know, I don't know about that We got some real continuity errors here on this program Come on, huh? Yeah he hit the xylophone and it made two in the same spot, but it made two distinct sounds. Now, what are we to believe this is hit, some sort of magic
1: savage? Let me handle this. <laughs> why don't you go home and back to sit in your basement?
0: Why don't you go home and get your fucking shine box? <laughs> yeah, why don't you go home and yeah, yeah, do that? Savage, why didn't you put up your, 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 your the tape on your arm for this promo? I fucked up, Frankie.
4: I fucked up good this time.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. All
4: right. Hulk Hogan, yeah. Hulk Hogan. You listen to me. You listen to me. Good, yeah. Because the listening that you do is not going to save you. No, it isn't, yeah. Because you're already in bad trouble, yeah. You got something that I want. And I'm going to take it. Yeah, I'm going to take it. And I'm not talking about Miss Elizabeth. No, no, I'm not. Do you hear me? No, I'm not. He's turning around. I can tell you right now. You can keep Miss Elizabeth and all that belongs to her, yeah. Because what you got that I'm taking back is the World Wrestling Federation Championship Bell. You already heard, huh? Hulk Hogan, huh? Your bad luck is just starting now. Yeah. But it's gonna continue, continue, continue here. Yeah. Because now the piano's on your back. I know what's happening now. Atlantic City, New Jersey, yeah. The distraction, yeah. It was a plot, yeah. Plot's over, yeah. Bill's mine! Bill's mine! Bill's mine, mine. O'Cogan! Oh, it's mine!
5: The macho man Randy Savage <laughs> furious. <laughs> he mm. wants the World Wrestling Federation okay. champion. Okay. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Don't fucking break up my party. <laughs> <laughs> They don't
0: have the little pictures So I can't make any of these into t-shirts Like I did with the uh, Keenan Fuji thing No Do you think I should read off the results of this show?
1: I mean it would be good If you could get a t-shirt of it When it flips upside down (laughs) That would be kind of funny the, but go ahead yeah what are the results of this
0: i do i do Let me see. i do worry I that guess. we might Wait, get this not, I, on a future show but whatever yeah
1: all right don't tell me the re- what the fuck is this guy doing did you see this guy dancing yeah it's for gibraltar gibraltar, tra- gibraltar transmission this guy's doing a jive dance yeah i know all right tell me the tell me the matches and let me see if i can guess the outcomes
0: okay You mean, uh, obviously you mean the matches as they actually happened rather than announced, because you might have substitutions. Because they they, they did an angle writing off Jake, but I don't think that was until May. Um, No substitution. The uh, Blue Blazer took on Greg the Hammer Valentine.
1: Okay, that was Greg the Hammer Valentine wins. Yes. By submission.
0: Yeah. The Battle for the Soul... Of Middle America, the Honky Tonk Man versus Hillbilly Jim.
1: Uh I'm gonna say that the I'm gonna say Hillbilly Jim wins by disqualification.
0: That is correct. At the 24 second mark. Boy. Yeah, that was uh that was quick.
1: Ah, get in, get out.
0: Uh we get the Bravo Hercules match. Uh
1: I'm gonna say that is a double count out.
0: Nope. Bravo Hercules. Pinned oh, okay. Hercules uh holding on to the ropes for leverage. Uh okay. incidentally that aired on primetime in October, which is weird. That Jeez. like 6 months later. Mhm. Uh Boris Zukov versus Paul Roma.
1: <laughs> I I want to say Boris Zukov.
0: <laughs> uh, no, Roma Roma pinned him in 1221. Fucking Paul Roma versus Boris Zukov going 1221.
1: In the year of our Lord, 1989.
0: Good Lord. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jake and Ted.
1: I'm going to say that's a double count out.
0: Jake pinned Ted at 16-16 via via roll-up.
1: Wow. Okay. All right. Okay.
0: Uh, Brett versus Perfect.
1: That I know was a draw, right? Time limit draw. 20
0: minutes draw lasting 1905. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bushwhackers and Arnantelli.
1: Arn and Tully.
0: The Bushwhackers defeated Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard at 10 02 when Butch pinned Anderson after Luke headbutted Anderson in the midsection as he was attempting to power slam Butch, with Butch falling on top of the pin. After the bout, Andre the Giant came out to clear the Bushwhackers <laughs> from the ring. After that, yeah. Ronnie Garvin came down to the ring and shit talked Andre for a little bit before slamming him through the Madison Square Garden mat. The show was delayed by 25 minutes as they repaired the ring.
4: That is absurd. Wow! <laughs> wow.
0: And then, okay. And then in our main event, it was, of course, uh, Savage and Hogan.
1: Yeah, Which I'm going to say that ended with a countout. It did, yes. Or disqualification or something. Yeah, yeah. it was Savage. Because I know savage, savage won a lot of those as a countout.
0: Savage beat Hogan by a countout in 1036. Fucking Boris fucking Zukov versus Paul Roma got more time than Savage Hogan. Can you fucking believe that?
1: What you don't know is that the Boris zukov match was the last match on the card, and that was because they were giving them so much time to get everybody. They wanted to get everybody out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the old curfew draw at MSG. They could have done yeah. that with uh, Roma and uh, Zukov. Like, all right, let's give everybody time to go to their uh, various subway and commuter trains.
3: That's correct, yes. Oh, it's
5: Saturday morning. My transmission wouldn't go,
4: so I call.
5: Makes it last, makes it right. Got me cruising on a Saturday night. Gibraltar got me cruising on a Saturday oh, night. Oh, oh, cruising
4: with Holding my
5: honey real
4: time.
0: I know where that car is driving.
3: Where?
4: That's
0: Fremont Street in downtown Vegas. You can't even drive on that anymore because it's the Fremont ah. Street experience. Yeah. Ah.
2: Letter. We'll send you your choice of a fabulous 19-inch Panasonic color TV.
0: I have something or other by Art Link letter in the back. I'm sorry, we'll be back to obscure Reverend Lovejoy quotes after these messages.
2: Mm-hmm. Microwave oven or VCR. But don't buy a contour chair for one of these. Get one because it's the most restful, healthful chair you ever relaxed in. Contoured chairs help to relieve low back pain, poor venous blood circulation in your legs, edema, and swelling of the legs. Call toll-free and get full details on our fabulous offer.
4: I chose the Panasonic Color TV.
2: I took the VCR.
4: I got the microwave.
2: Hello. I'd like to have your catalog and certificate mailed to me free.
1: (laughs) Certainly, sir.
2: (laughs) I like how he he had to demonstrate
1: that. Hello, I'm Art Linkletter.
0: All right. Well, what what would you have taken? The VCR, the TV, or the uh, microwave?
1: Uh, Well, right now I, ne- I need a new microwave because my microwave, like, uh, you can't tell the numbers on it. So, like, you just have to, like, hope that you're putting in the right time. So I would say the microwave.
0: I would go with the microwave as well. Hmm. Because, I mean... VCRs would still be good for another ten years. After that, so I mean, yeah. the VCR would probably take second.
2: See how easy it is? Yeah. Call for your free catalog and certificate right away.
1: Call one eight hundred. Why is Art
0: Linkletter winking at me?
1: Shut the fuck up, did, did Art Linkletter. Did you
0: notice that he winked at me there, or, either, or he's mm-hmm. got a twitch? In his
1: winked.
0: He's got a twitch in his he's eye, waiting. like uh, mm. like Selena in the like debate. George,
1: like- <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like George when he had the, when he caught the grapefruit seed. Yeah. Oh I, yeah, yeah.
0: Pumpkin
4: move, baby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you don't seem like such a bad fella to me.
4: <laughs> you didn't think I was, Dad.
2: Starts Friday.
0: Check local that was Edge of Edge. Sanity. And am, I, of am I crazy, or did that look like uh, Richie Aprile there, <laughs> as 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 one of the guys? Because it it kind of did look like him.
1: Am I crazy, or is this a lot of gum? <laughs> it, it's
3: a
0: lot of gum. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of well Jer- Jerry appreciated having a lot of gum because it made it easier to pick up the 14-year-old girls that he was trolling for uh, in the park. Uh, 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 oh 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 what? I mean, you, know, you can't handle me going after your fucking sacred cow who like to prey on your uh, age group. Jerry Seinfeld, the Jerry Lawler of 90 sitcoms. <laughs> the Jerry
1: Lawler. Too soon. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like it's like if he had died instead of Matthew Perry, the the funeral would have had fucking 60,000 middle school girls at it.
4: Oh, oh,
0: oh, oh. Look, I'm sorry. I I, I got to go after it. I Nobody Son. takes shots at Jerry Seinfeld, so I'm going to do it. Fucking oh. nauseating.
1: Oh, oh, oh.
0: And uh, David Proval is not in that movie. That that was ah, okay. that, that was me just buying time to look that up. Uh, one of our old favorites here coming up, Lord Al with the uh, promotional considerations. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we'll get anything as good as uh, beta
1: carotene. Yeah, I I don't think so. I can't imagine we will. Promotional
2: consideration paid for by the following. Bubblicious wants to take you to paradise, introducing new Paradise Punch, the fruity new flavor that's got the tropical taste of paradise. Mm.
0: Uh, the the problem I always had with Bubblicious is that I liked it as a kid, but as I got older I hated it because it was uh, too gummy, which I know is funny because it is literally gum. Mm. It's just too much of it. I'd rather have like a stick of gum.
1: It's just too much.
0: It's just too much. I can't have it. <laughs>
1: Can't have it in
0: And and now we get L.A. Knights <laughs> footwear. Hey,
2: uh, by the yeah. way, I tried
1: so hard to see if I could find who that actor was in that commercial with Kareem. I can't. I can't find out who it is, and it's driving me crazy. So I'm gonna have to put a. I'm gonna have to link that commercial uh, and see if anybody could figure out who that kid is. I know the actor. He did like Disney movies in like I want to say like late '80s, early '90s. Or like mid to late nineties. I can't figure it out. I'm gonna have to go I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to let the internet do its thing for me.
0: Fair enough, kid.
1: Well,
2: Get off on the right foot this spring, get off in BKs, and make all the right moves in British Knights. Oh, thank you, Kevin. Okay. Free bowling. You'll find a certificate good for free bowling on all specially marked packages of Swanson Hungry Man, frozen dinners and pot pies.
0: Free bowling. Yeah.
2: For millions. Nothing works better than acid indigestion. Rolaids relief. You know how to spell it. Next week, ladies and gentlemen,
0: joining us right here on the Superstars of- Oh wait, no, we can't we can't we can't just jump right into it. Come on, Vince. We 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 have a natural order of things. Look at
2: this fucking lineup.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> Next week on Superstars Frank Sinatra Jr. will be on the Brother Love Show. For some reason. <laughs>
2: Wrestling will be the tag team combination of Luke and Butch, the Bushwhackers. Also, joining us, but in single competition, will be the Red Rooster. Oh, <laughs>
0: the, we, oh wait, you oh. gotta get a workout. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Is Mr. Perfect.
2: See Mr. Perfect in competition, and joined as well by Jake the Snake Roberts. And also, ladies and gentlemen, Brother Love will be here next week. His guest will be the former World Wrestling Federation champion, the Macho Man, Randy Savage, who will introduce to the world his new manager.
0: Gee, I wonder who that
2: will be.
1: (laughs) Here's my new manager, Mr. Fuji. (laughs) (laughs)
0: that that Let me
1: tell you I'll go again
0: the returning Johnny V we'll manage uh will manage Randy savage from now on
1: the grand wizard
0: <laughs> the grand wizard and they just fucking roll out a closed casket and it's just, the casket it's, it's just gonna play pre recorded promos. Mick McMahon, my man, the macho man was a great champion. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, that's 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 terrible. That's terrible. Uh, Pete, a man died. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jimmy. Can we stop this cruel game? <laughs> no. Sorry, no, no, we can't.
4: I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: Well, we're, you know, I can't believe there's another fucking week that I, I, I would have sworn on a stack of Bibles that next week Superstars was going to be the taping after Mania, but nope, we're still, uh, we're still stuck in El Paso. For another week,
1: <laughs> like Tito Santana, still stuck in El Paso.
0: That's that's the weird thing. Uh, you would think, well, what, what Savage on Brother Love? How the fuck does that work? Well, they they tape that one element on April Fourth at the Superstars taping in Glen Falls, Glen Falls. So they they did tape that after Mania, but they put it in with the El Paso stuff. Mm. So, yeah, so. The April 8 Superstars was a thing that happened and uh Yeah. It's alright.
1: And I'm glad we watched
5: it. We got down, we got up, we got funky, and we got bad.
1: <laughs> alright.
5: <laughs> well you
0: know, I thought about watching a movie or even checking in on the NWA, but the problem mm-hmm. with the NWA at this point is it's it's very boring. I mean, yeah, they just had Clash Six. But Clash 6 as a show is pretty shitty, other than the Flair-Steamboat match that, you know, is 54 minutes. And uh, I think I'm past the point in my life where I can really sit down and watch a 54-minute match, start to finish. I don't think Mm. I could do it. I don't think I could do it. Not even that one. Mm. If I can't do it for that one, I probably can't do it for any of them, right? Probably not. Yeah. But Anyway. Well, oh yeah, we actually have bonus footage on here, but I don't want to get too bogged down in that cuz there's an extra mm. 33 minutes on this video that is mostly like an an advert for like uh, a a kind of car, I don't even know. And and some Nickelodeon show called uh Don't Sit Still, what was it called? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was like Don't sit too close to a uh, a blind man or something like that. I don't know what it was called. Well, anyway,
0: or go do something. I I can't remember, but yeah, go go finish
1: raking those leaves. I think is what it was called.
0: <laughs> oh, you're pulling back the curtain now. Yes, I was raking leaves before. Uh, well, I'm probably gonna watch the end of this Penn State Michigan rigged game that uh, that's on right now. Oh, where? On. Yeah, the Penn State kicker missed a fucking extra point. Which, by the way, I could go out in my yard and kick an extra point right now. And I'm not even wearing fucking shoes. I will Tony Franklin that shit through the uprights. Mm. Like, it's a 20-yard field goal. How do you fucking miss an extra point? And, and in, in a related story, I have Penn State plus seven. Yeah. Um, now, I, I, I know that, you know, Brandon from New Jersey, who I you mentioned earlier, he... He has, he has come to me begging that I bring back the gambling segment. And uh, to him, I want to point out, this whole fucking show is gambling segments. I make you pick how many times Hulk Hogan is going to say a certain word. <laughs> but if you really want to pick for tomorrow, for, yeah. for, for the National Football League, one mm-hmm. one that I, I like, it is the steelers packers first half under wow
5: oh, because okay. both
0: both these teams are just routinely terrible in the first half and have trouble scoring points early in games and the over under is 18 and a half so I I put I put that in one of my parlays and I particularly like that one
1: what are your thoughts on the uh the Patriots game tomorrow morning?
0: I'm I'm glad that it's in the morning because I scheduled my fucking flu shot for uh 10:30 in the morning to mm-hmm. minimize the amount of Max Jones, uh, Mac, Max Jones, Mac Jones time that I that I have to watch. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to root against the Patriots for draft pick purposes, but you know I, I'm watching their. I'm watching their games the same way I would watch like a 1980s sitcom. I'm just trying to mm-hmm. enjoy the, uh, the the tired old jokes, but yeah. Okay. Well, we 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 shall see. So yeah, next week, April fifteenth, Superstars, and mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, shit shit really starts to pick up with the Savage Sherry stuff. Yep. And please, if you've enjoyed this. Uh, this thing of Oz that we that we have here. You don't
5: ever admit the existence of this thing.
0: You can leave a five star review on Apple Podcast, Podbean, Podcart, or wherever fine podcast reviews are accepted, because it provides what is known as social proof that you're listening to and enjoying this program. I'm on the artist formerly known as Twitter at Pod. Keithy is on the artist formerly known as Twitter at flounder 24 And mm-hmm. plugs a la carte. Yeah. Uh, Chrono No So. What do you got? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Plugs a la carte with Keithy. Uh, We're going to be having a new one coming up uh, next week. So next Friday. So check that out on the North South Connection podcast network. Chrono So Monthly. We just did the 1989 Royal Rumble and I had a uh, interesting couple of segments on there that you'll have to check out if you will. Uh, And then you can always uh, you can hear me on anything else. And of course, every week on GFA Live with my BFF and the whole wide world, Petey Winson.
0: You know, I just realized that uh, me giving out a football pick for tomorrow means I'm going to have to get this shit edited and up like today. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or otherwise, the pick is worthless. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll carve out a little time, you know, since the sun sets at like 3.30 nowadays here, up here in the North Country. hmm Anyway, thank you once again for, for joining me. Thank you for listening. And tune in next time for another exciting edition of GFA Live.
4: Jack says you got a great big cock.
5: Um, well, I don't know, I
4: guess so. May I see it. Really? Please.
5: Turn that off.